Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Oh, shit. Sound the feasting horn. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. That feasting horn? <laughs> that that will certainly suffice. May you all have the finest meats and cheeses. Hail to the king. <laughs> Tony Snow. Look at this ball ass spread. <laughs> Tony Snow, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we active in this <laughs> because you cannot ban the snowman for any reason and because of this we are outside and up in this bitch simultaneously, simultaneously. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> on your funky ass Yo. on, your, on your bitch ass uh, yeah put some put some bass on it listen on your bitch ass uh, zoom zoom updates be damned last week's episode was a miracle listen I, I don't know how well it came across to you i just know what i had to go through to make it happen and now we we still <laughs> sounded like we handled our business but boy I didn't know, I didn't know it sounded great i i thought it was just a regular episode snow when i tell you zoom be damp have you ever seen a mac crash yeah it's not fun you ever seen a 2019 yeah. mac crash no i mean if you have a, a Mac that new and it's crashing, uh, there's something going on there, Wood. So, uh, so I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't wait to get this update. And as soon as I listen, we're business. You're gonna, you're gonna need to schedule an appointment with a specialist. Business as usual. I am the specialist. It's me. I'm the specialist. <laughs> business as usual. This week, right. ladies and gentlemen, we're back on this shit. With uh, more gang shit for your <laughs> more gang shit and bang for your buck. Uh, Taft, Taft and Tulsa, our thoughts and prayers are with you. I'm sick of starting to show off, uh, shouting out for mass shootings in this country, but I mean, man, all, all that aside, all that aside, we again, we have Tony Snow back with us. Do we have a an action packed episode? All the shit that y'all been talking with with your fingers on these keyboards, we about to get active. We about to get active with verbally. You know what the fuck we talking about? If you don't, y'all stay tuned. Jake Atlas arrested. That's what we talking oh about, my, y'all. Oh my, oh my god! Jake Atlas, man. Oh my god! Yeah, y'all know the story of the week is Jake Atlas getting arrested for domestic violence. Yeah, that's, that's the story of that's the week. The story yeah, of the that's week. The that's that's it. That, hey man. Um, hey, first of, first of all, gentlemen, both of you, have you acknowledged your new reigning and defending tribal chief of men's rights, Johnny Depp, today? Oh man, Johnny oh, wait, Depp hold, hold, hold is on, hold on, his... hold on. Wait, what? What? What are we doing? I have. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm about to. The clip of him smoking dope while listening to Bob Marley as he is leaving court victorious. Yep. <laughs> what a gangster. Be, should be played <laughs> at high volume every day at high volume. Prefer- preferably, in a, preferably in the residential district. <laughs> 
<laughs> this shit, should, this shit should be like you know how they they show the trailers before movies when you go to the theater. That shit needs to be inserted with the trailers before you start your film. Dude, yeah, no, the that very is next, on another the level. Next, the very next Johnny Depp movie he does that needs to be like the intro right before the opening credits. Like you see him pulling off in the courthouse, smoking a joint, blaring Bob Marley, and then the movie starts. <laughs> facts how 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 bad do you have to feel how big of a piece of shit do you have to be (laughs) to be awarded three million dollars and still be short 12 (laughs) probably as big as a piece of shit that she left on his pillow (laughs) it's rough Long day looking for three. <laughs> hey, bitch, you got you got your three off top. I need my twelve. How, how long is it gonna take you to get that? I think the funniest thing about all that is apparently she pinched it. This turd was like in the center of his pillow, like all like presented and shit. You know, and it's like she, she, and she tried to blame it on the Pomeranian dog they have. Like no, th- that no. that turd was bigger than the dog itself, bro. No, no, no. See that? No, no. I'm not okay with any of that. No. Like, like, what, what would you have to do? Like, what? How did she justify? Like, she gets mad at him, so she goes over and squats over his pillow and shits. That that alone is enough. It, it should be enough to take you to Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Fuck that. That is. You're playing with fecal matter. It's time to admit this person. But hey, do you have one of those jackets in petite? <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but 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 the boy Jake Atlas, he kicked off Pride Month in the absolute worst way possible. Oh God! <sighs> Tony Khan is out here doing deals with Diodora, trying to release Pride-based sneakers, and you do this because you, bitch you Texas. You do this. Because bitch Texas? Mm. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Texas, Texas ain't got shit to do with this. This we'll, is all. We'll, on we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that Jake Atlas shit later on. Y'all know the real reason why we here. I, I thought we was outside on Jake Atlas now. Yeah. I, 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 well, well, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let me build, build it up to a crescendo. <laughs> stick, stick around. You ain't gonna want to skip this bitch. I'm telling you. <laughs> we are outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. Again. Simultaneously. <laughs> oh my god. Like Jake Atlas, I, I don't. Un- you got into an argument you. with your partner. You, you got into an argument with your partner <laughs> about trying to pop off a three. <laughs> like, and then it, it became. Let me give you the short version. Let me give you the short version because the, the full version is fucking hilarious. <laughs> the short version. I want, you, I want you to read the full version. The full, all right. The short version. Because I. I the short version is on was on Bleacher Report. Oh, oh shit! Don't please don't let me forget how much beef we got with Bleacher Report. Oh my god! Oh, we'll get to that because you know we got to recap the pay per view. Oh man, big big! No, don't give away the agenda yet. Stay tuned. <laughs> Selling something. All right. Start start with Jake with this. <laughs> Jake, I need my money, Jake. This, this according to Cage Side Seats. Police and court documents state the arrest came as a result of an incident which started on Sunday night at an Orlando bar. This is uh, Sunday, May 22nd. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 20. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Year of our lord. 
Did I do it right? <laughs> hey, man. We'll, we'll take it, Tony. Dude, you but, but today, you worship in the way you know best. Hold on, hold on. But, but, but today, but today's date is Thursday, June second. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said so yeah, 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 my lord. Yeah, my lord. My, but I was supposed to. Oh shit. <laughs> twenty and twenty. Hey, man. And you're hearing this on Friday, June the third. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, my lord. 2022. 20 hey, 2022. All right, there we go. Now, back on ca- back on task here. Uh, yeah. Uh, police, to go out, police and court documents state that the arrest came as a result of an incident that which started on Sunday, May 22nd night at an Orlando bar. Atlas, who was openly gay, was drinking at a bar with friends when he called his partner to join them. When his partner when his partner arrived, he tried to get Atlas to leave the bar, but Atlas convinced him to go with him quote to a female friend's house to engage in sexual activities unquote. The partner and a few friends then relocated to the friend's residence. So they about to run a uh, like a bus though. I digress. So, so yeah. So this is an orgy popping off. You just there, I, there. Atlas continued drinking and eventually became very angry when his partner quote showed more attention unquote to their female friend than to the, than to him. A verbal argument ensued, and Atlas became very uh, physically aggressive and charged at his partner. A friend apparently tried to stop Atlas twice, eventually convincing him to go home and sleep it off. When his partner left, however, Atlas followed him and the ensuing uh, ensuring altercation left his partner with a scathed forearm and torn shirt, which were cited as possible cause. A, I'm Wait. sorry, a, scr- a scratched for I thought you said scathed, a scratched forearm. <laughs> My so bad. That's a new one on me. What? A, a scratched forearm and torn shirt, which and, were cited as probable cause for the domestic violence charge. Hmm. Okay, okay, I got a couple issues with this. First of I, all, I'm, I'm not done. Charges over scratches. I'm not. Wait, there's there's more. Police were called after friends were unable to get Atlas to leave the apartment he shared with the victim, where the scene eventually moved. Officers say they gave multiple opportunities to tell his side of the story, but but Atlas was only interested in talking bad about his partner. As a condition for his release from jail, which occurred later in the day on May 23rd, Atlas agreed not to contact the victim and must stay at least 500 feet away from him away from him unless otherwise allowed by the ninth judicial court in Orlando, Florida. My God. <sighs> okay, I've got one major problem with this, but I'll let y'all talk about anything y'all have. It, it's probably the same major problem I Go, have. So please, I w- please. I'm going to open the floor to the snowman. <laughs> okay, here's the part of mine. Okay, Jake Atlas is a fucking idiot. And here's why. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the so, bell for that one. <laughs> so, Jake Atlas is out with his friends getting drunk. Am I correct in saying this? Yep. Yup. He hits up his boyfriend to come join them in getting drunk. Partner. Partner. Sorry. <laughs> you, know, um, you, don't, you don't know his uh, what's yeah, that? non-binary adverbs yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. They or them show up, and um, and pronoun. Go ahead. And so literally, like, he gets his partner to come, and then. 
he he convinces his partner, hey, we're all gonna go back to this friend's house for this gangbang. And his partner okays it. And then when they get there, he gets mad at his partner for participating in the activities. Like you're you're calling this dude along and convincing him to come with you, and then you're getting mad when he jumps into it balls deep. Like what the fuck, bro? <laughs> What did you expect him to do? Just sit on his hands until you were like, okay, come suck this one. Like, what the fuck? Jeez. Participating in the party that you brought him to. (laughs) This is what we're showing out in front of these young ladies and these other guys. This is what we came here for. You're really cramping the style. This is a a good pre-fight card. This is what you get on the opening before you pay for the actual fight. This is this is the opening match before the main. No, no. Showing out and, and just killing the whole vibe. So here's here's what what bothers me about the whole thing. Here's the thing: he was arrested and charged with domestic violence. Apparently, these two individuals don't cohabitate at all. They don't play well at together. All. No, no, no! I'm just saying I don't believe they live in the, at the same address. Uh, I, oh, okay. I, I hear that. Okay. So wouldn't it just be a fight? I'll do you one better. No, no, I no, no, no! Don't, don't glaze over Johnny, that. Shouldn't it just be a fight between two guys? I learned this in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. No, they when it's admitted that they are partners and romantically involved, it becomes domestic. And, Thank you. Thank and, you, Snowman. And even if, like, say the guy that was scratching his shirt torn, even if he says, I'm not pressing charges, once the cops show up, it's over, bro. Like, if you call and say, my partner is attacking me, and the cops show up, and they see you with scratches, they're arresting your partner. It doesn't matter if he sa- if you say, oh, I'm, I was mad, I'm not pressing charges. If there is proof of, a, of assault, then whoever did it is getting arrested. If that's um, a... If that's a gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Equal Rights in America in 2022. Oh, man. A, a scratch in a torn shirt is, got this man removed from the AEW company's official roster. Yeah, because it was because it was evidence of, of abuse. Like, and the reason it came up in the Hurt and Depp trial is um, she called the cops on Johnny Depp saying he was domestically abusing her. And when the cops showed up, um, she told she said she told them even though like that she said that they acknowledged she was beat up, but she said she didn't want to press charges, so they left. And the chief of police was like, "No, if there's a domestic case and there's any evidence of abuse, then there's an arrest." Period. Yeah. <laughs> Period. So, so, so it's amazing what we learn from that from that trial, which which goes back to help us explain something that happened about a week and a half ago. I just that's that's insane. <laughs> the presence of equality does not guarantee the presence of logic. Bottom line, I hate it here. What's insane? Oh is, my god! What's insane is all these big YouTubers that have video game channels that nothing has been coming out in the past few weeks in gaming, so they have started covering the Amber Heard trial. I'm not even joking. Like, <laughs> video game channels with of subscribers. I've been following the Johnny Depp trial to make fucking money and give views. That's ridiculous. That that is crazy. And ladies and gentlemen, yet again, welcome to 2022. Oh, this man. is how we out here getting money. <laughs> you gonna narrate some shit that's already on TV? Me and you, I'm gonna watch you 
on a screen watch another screen and tell me. <laughs> I'm going to watch, watch you watch something and tell me what you're watching. <laughs> oh my god like we, do, listen, we doing this, this shit wrong I, I, we are doing this shit absolutely wrong listen this country is a damn participation trophy we're, we're just happy to be in the world we just happen to have oh, a that. lot of money <laughs> pencil pushers <laughs> we're, just, we're just happy to be here with electricity we finna end this shit pencil pushers <laughs> heads up pencils down bitches later oh man cut this shit off <laughs> but yeah, oh, like man. come yeah, on, Jake just Jake <laughs> fucked off so much money. Jake fucked off so much opportunity. And this man wrestled one match for AEW. One. And unfortunately <laughs> he got hurt. That you know, no one wishes that on any talent. But then obviously you're not taking the injury well if you're doing this much drinking to where like you just you basically in Jacksonville drinking and fucking your life away. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They had plans the for him. He wasn't just he wasn't just brought in. Like they had him go in and put over Adam Cole when he first came into the company, and it wasn't a squash like most of their enhancement stuff is. They had no. a competitive. They had a, they had a, they had a very competitive match. Number one, two. Right. It, it went as long as it could considering the injury. AEW only gives competitive matches to people they have interest in, and I know that from the inside. I've seen, like, my buddy Chandler Hopkins when he wrestled uh, Joey Janela to a long-ass match on Dark, and he wrestled, who else? He wrestled somebody else. Like, they have plans for him, and so they give him time. If it's just a local competitor, they're going to squash him. So they had plans for Jake Atlas. He was supposed to be part of this whole inclusion uh, initiative they're starting to do. Like Suave was saying, you know, good call on that, Suave. Tony Khan has been trying to get like a rainbow themed inclusion pair of sneakers with oh, the no. branding, you know, oh, like no, they, they released part of it. Yeah, they were Jay, they yeah. Instead of having Jake Atlas part of it, they have Jade Cargill as the face of this. And Jay's not, not gay. gay. He's not gay. <laughs> That's the Jay's not part. even gay. <laughs> I, would be, I would be like having me as the face of some. <laughs> you could have done not. You could have done Nyla. Well, no. Yeah, you could have. You could have done Nyla Rose. That, that, that counts. How about, how about this, though? How about this? Like, aside from the gay stuff, do you know Jake Atlas had had a had a free pass into the gang? Courtesy of Rusty Jooks? Fuck that up now. Man. <laughs> shout out shout out to Jooks, man. But golly. Like, come on, man. Just so much irresponsibility at play right now. Just irresponsible. The whole business is full of irresponsibility from Naomi and Shasha walking out to Jake Atlas to MJF. All this shit is insubordinate workplace shit. And it's putting out a horrible example to the kids that are watching the stuff. I'm not necessarily sure if it's the worst example. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> here, here we are. Yeah. That's this is how we get to the shit right now. So oh, the shit. From what we've heard, I, I, we got the shit. shit. Which one you want to do first? You want to do, do Sasha and Naomi first? Yeah. More, Sasha, like, Sasha we, and Naomi. We've been talking about that. We haven't nausea. covered this. But we haven't covered it we with, covered with, this with for Snow. the last three shows. Well, well, but we know more about the whole Naomi and Sasha thing now too. When we didn't facts. So apparently communications have broken down to where no one is speaking to anyone from either side. And now the pay pay has been frozen. They've uh, pulled all travel, which means there are no plans for you to be on television or at a house show anytime soon. And and reportedly, they're not being paid anymore, meaning their contracts being held up. 
See, I was I was told that it was different. I was told that they were being suspended, but they weren't their contracts weren't held up and they were still being paid. So the storyline right. that's what that's what I thought at first. Yeah, the storyline is a the, suspension, but like now like it's as a separate story, it's they're not being paid. Which if you're not being paid and you're under contract, that means your contracts are frozen. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, and if the contract's frozen, then they're not going to release them anytime soon. So, but, th- but then if they end up going to court by not being paid, that contract may not hold up quite as well. <laughs> WWE would be stupid. What's the word I'm looking for. No, no, no. They've already done that part. <laughs> they, they would be best served to continue paying them. And just decide, hey, whenever this is over, whenever that might be, this contract essentially rolls over and you need to finish your time. It's like you violated probation. Has anybody seen the uh, assumed or presumed remaining time left on said contracts? Naomi was a couple of, basically both were a couple of months. Yeah, both were in the neighborhood of 60 to 90 days. I read earlier that Naomi was like two months and then Sasha might have been a little bit longer maybe six months but that makes it even worse that makes it even worse man that makes it even worse like you couldn't write out the last two months of your deal like okay uh dude when I I talk to Teddy about all this I talk to Teddy almost every day man and shout shout, out play a player Teddy Long Dude, he loves you guys. He talks about y'all all the time. Let me, we love him too. Straight up. We love OG Teddy. Let me give y'all his kindest regards because he brings y'all up a lot. He thinks the world of you. Player, um, player. But like, he, he was like, man, these these guys, these talents, they get caught up and they don't realize that this shit isn't real. You are an actor and you're playing a role. Like, this is not what's going on like if you get made to look like an idiot in the ring and you're getting paid to do it then do it fuck teddy long got dressed up as a leprechaun and paraded around for people to laugh at him but he did it because he was under contract and getting paid to do it so like he has no sympathy for them i'm not trying to speak for him and you know if this is the johnny depp thing they'd be saying hearsay but uh, anyway um <laughs> uh, once uh, again johnny depp saves the day like he, and it might just be his old school mentality because we all know he's old school but and, and i have almost right. as, even now knowing that they only had two months left bro like i have worked at shitty places man and i have wanted to just up and leave and i've worked at shitty places where i get another job lined up but you know what i do i'm gonna do the right thing and give you guys a two-week notice and work it out you know what I'm saying? Because y'all have paid me. Y'all have helped me get where I want to get in life. And before I move on to this next step, I'm going to do y'all right. If they didn't like the way that their characters were being portrayed, if they didn't want to have to put Ronda and Bianca over, if they didn't want to be tag team champions that are in singles feuds and all this stuff, they should have just done the last two months of their work, gone somewhere else, and left on good professional terms. Because now this is going to sour them in the eyes of a lot of other promotions. Here, here, so here, here's the caveat to that, Tony. They don't have to wrestle. At all. Sasha now, well, Mercedes Renato, has Disney money. That's borderline fuck you money. Oh, yeah. Neither one of them has to do anything. They're both millionaires. I mean, Naomi's married. Look who she married into. You know, that they don't have to. That's the they other both thing. both got millions. Price just went up. That's the other thing. So, Naomi is married into the gang of all gangs. Speaking Ooh, of. Bang, don't bang. Spe- speaking of, have you acknowledged your tribal chief today? I have. 
That is your daily before, acknowledgement. Before, before my feet even touched the bed this morning, I was acknowledging my tribal. <laughs> yes, when sir. I wake up, I thank God for another day. I acknowledge my chief, and then I put my feet on the floor. There it is, right there. Nicely. Oh. Uh, so Naomi, uh, with her background in in, uh, in dance, the, she never has to be seen again, and can still collect a, a a big bag for never being on camera, and still being married to gang. Dude, she could she could make a good amount of money doing choreography. Exactly, exactly. We all things we've touched on from her her um, her previous history as an Orlando Magic dancer. So what we end up asking is, okay, when you're in a work environment, there is a protocol that you go through when you express discontent or you say I'm unhappy about something. So once you've gone up the chain of command and spoken to all the people that can affect your your job duties and you're met with either lip service or just flat out resistance and then your requests are turned into a conversation of insubordination, what are you left with to do other than say, you know what, this isn't for me let's just part ways like these contracts seem to only work in one direction because if wwe stanford the supermax decides tomorrow we're cutting 40 people none of those people have any sort of recourse other than take this 90 days to figure out what you're going to do next yeah but that's business man that's what happens when you sign a contract you're signing over everything to them and with wwe you're even signing over your likeness like that is the deal you make to work for the biggest wrestling company in the world. Honestly, when it comes down to it, and I might catch heat for saying this, but it's how I feel and no one can tell me how to feel except myself. I honestly think based on the history with what she's done in the past, I think Sasha did this for attention. And I think she gassed up Naomi to bring her along for the ride because she didn't want to do it herself. Okay. I honestly right. think that okay. that's what happened. All right. So let me ask you this. As a good and grown ass man, is there anything that anyone in your immediate circle can do to make you do anything? No, but I'm not Naomi and I can't speak on how easily she might be pressured by someone, especially someone she's known for years who's in the act with her as a champion. To, to me, that's, that's the other thing too. To me, that's some old smoke, uh, smoke, smoke meets fire. Which could also lead to this being a, uh, you know, being the similar situation with Max, where it's a uh, a shoot that's being it's, that's now becoming a work, because the plans for the tag team tournament apparently have gotten scrapped. So now you have a a a title situation that means less of nothing than what was presumed. <coughs> Causing the entire uh, the entire situation to begin with, the yes, the cause of the situation is now the same cause as to why you can't fix it. And the titles, the the, the tag title tournament scrapped because Stephanie's not there. I guarantee you, if Re Stephanie McMahon was Re still there, regardless, regardless, now that proves Sasha's point from the, from the very beginning. So anything after the point that needs to be proven, including the fact that she may have coerced. Naomi, and again, this is only only 
uh, a, 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 a situational conversation, circumstantial conversation has nothing to do with us assuming one thing or the other. It gives it that much more fire of, of, uh, of, of a burden of proof of truth to side with Sasha on this. Yeah, but the, she, Sasha didn't have creative control. You're a contracted worker. She you do what they tell you to she do. Does, she does. She she has more creative control away from the damn E than she does at the E. Proof of and, proof of concept. Where are the women's tag titles? And as far as the women's tag division is going, they have three to four women's tag teams in NXT right now that they were trying to get ready to debut over the next few months. In the meantime, Sasha and Naomi were going to hold on to those titles because they were going to be doing single stuff. That's probably why they were going to be doing single stuff because there were only three other women's tag teams on the main roster and they were teams that were just thrown together that had nothing to do with each other. But if you so want to be... I think I think now, that the plan was they were going to get these tag teams up from NXT, these women's tag teams, I think they were going to get them up from NXT. They're going to have somebody unseat Sasha and Naomi, but before they could get these women up, Sasha and Naomi got pissed and took the ball and left. Now, now, do you think if that had been conveyed properly, hey, we don't have a lot of challengers for you. We're getting some ready. We need you to do this until this. Like, I think if that point is conveyed properly, you have a different outcome. Yeah, Instead well, that's not going to be the, conveyed. With the retort, fix your attitude. That point's <laughs> not going to get that. There's no logical statements like that. They're going to be made an upper management of WWE right now because Mark Carano has been fired and the head of talent relations right now is Joe Laurinaitis. And we John. know how John. Yeah, John. Rest <laughs> in peace, Joe. Sorry. Rest in peace to Joe. Yes. yes. John Laurinaitis <laughs> is the head of talent relations and there has been nothing but nightmare stories told about him his entire career and how he doesn't communicate and how he's horrible at this now, shit. Now, hold, hold on. Hold, 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 hold on. I can't with... I, well, wait, I... I can't with a clear conscience hold somebody accountable for working in a nightmare situation and saying, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Now, hold I, on. Well, I, I, I've done that. I've worked in a nightmare situation and I've where I've been under contract to do such. And I worked out my contract and got a new job because I have morals. So check this but out. But at the same time, you can negotiate a release. People have done that. It's like, yeah, hey, we're not, it's, it's not they working just, out. They didn't. They didn't even try to. They just left. All right, so check this out. But I'm saying it's happened before. The two what they should have done, they should have just done the match that night, and then the following morning, hey guys, we need to renegotiate or we need to get out of here. We like and try to do it that way instead of just leaving, you know? Because they, you, you leave a show <coughs> right before it starts, they got to rewrite the whole freaking show. You know, it's just, it's messy, man. It's they fucking... do that anyway. They write rewrite the show four times during the show actually happening. Like that's nothing new. How, how many so, times have we got? Have we got tweets and uh, and, and messages like from from different websites to say at six fifty four, seven fifty five Eastern time that Vince McMahon has scrapped the entire program and rewrote the whole program from from uh, from zero. How many times have we seen that in the last ten years? Yeah, but but he did that by he did that by choice. That wasn't someone forcing him to do it because they walked out. I mean, there there are still there are reasons. Re okay, did, did we did we go ahead? I'm saying there there are reasons whether it be because somebody walked out or whether because what you have in front of you is trash. Either way, what you have in front of you isn't good enough. We're starting over from zero. Here's the other problem. Here's the other issue with this: the two people who could be the starting and the ending of all this, all they did was start it and end it, which was Vince McMahon. John Laurinaitis, right? We don't even know 
how much of the conversation they actually had with Laurinaitis. All we know is that they dropped the belts off at his desk and walked up with their bags. We do or know what producers or what producers they were speaking to during the day. That's, this is that's over where the I'm course going. of a whole day. That's where I'm going. Who bitched? <laughs> what what producers had had take took umbrage and bitched to exacerbate the problem? When we're trying to work towards a a some sort of a, of a compromise, because some sort of it, res, resolution to this issue. From everything we've read, Vince McMahon was being diplomatic in the situation. And or it was giving a, lip service. And it was whichever some, one you want to pick. Which, whichever. Uh, but some uh, but somebody somebody decided that fuck that. <laughs> like in the words of Ghostface Killer and Triumph. Hey yo, fuck that. They weren't having that shit. Would um what all the time you say it for a while you said it almost on a weekly basis. What are the two most important abilities someone can have? <laughs> Swap <laughs> availability. availability and reliability. <laughs> And so Sasha and Naomi were both available and reliable that night, right? Yep. No. Well, no, they were they were available. They were available. They were available. They weren't reliable. And they were oh, they, they were they, they were reliable they, up until the time they left. They left and that made them unavailable. They weren't there when they were needed and they weren't reliable. Neither one. This, well, are we just going to negate the entire day where we're looking for a resolution? It's not just okay, Steve Austin did the exact same thing. We did. We he didn't did, even show up to the building. We did a mixtape on 168 of how like people who have taken their ball and gone home, and and we left some out. A big one was Medusa, right? Dude, she ended like, up dropping the company. St- now had they left and showed up on Tony Khan's TV and dropped the belts in the trash and just said, "Fuck it, we'll take the lawsuit," because Khan can buy us out of this. Then what? They'd have been. Think, they'd have been instant think, Hall of Famers. I think part of the the reason that I have a hard time accepting this incident accepting the stuff with max like and, and this has been my entire life guys and i don't want to say i'm disillusioned or anything but i i for some reason i've always it's like i expect people to do what i would do i expect people to do the right thing and especially people who are in a position on a pedestal that have a responsibility to the people who are watching i expect them to do the right thing and so whenever i see somebody especially people, whether I look up to or not, that do something that my moral compass says is wrong and is something that I would never do, I have a hard time accepting it. And I have a hard time making reasons to be okay with it. I don't know that, like, I would never just walk out of a building when I have two months left on my deal. I have kids at home watching me. I have people that tune in just to watch me. Because whether or not I'm a big fan of Sasha Banks, whether or not I'm a big fan of Naomi, there are people around there who that's their favorite wrestler who watch TV every Monday night just to hope to see them in a match. And now the fact that, oh, they're tag champions, they might be on TV more. Like I've got a responsibility to them, man. And so there's no way I'm going to walk out. There's no way I'm going to leave a company on bad terms. I don't believe in burning bridges, man. I've been trained my entire life. And shout out to Flip. He's ingrained this in my head a lot recently. Like, uh, don't do good business, do great business. You know, when Flip was unhappy with his deal, he bought himself out of his deal from Sony. Like, he paid out of his contract. He didn't just breach it. Uh, and and that's just been ingrained in me my whole life, man. You got to do great business. And now, now, whenever I'm I see somebody like that doing shady business, I'm like, dude, why? 
I'm 100% in favor of letting people buy their way out of their contract. With two months left, I'm sure both of them have enough liquid cash. To listen. Say, whatever whatever listen. you're going to pay me, I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy that shit. But to the point that you said, with moral compass and doing what you would do, those individuals felt backed into a corner. So at some point, you have to do what's best for you as an individual. Like, I understand wanting to, to, to please everyone, but trying to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. That's, when you're in a situation where you have no other recourse other than to exercise your right not to participate, how is it that we have all this smoke for these two women, but the current AEW champion is the blueprint for this shit? Boy. No smoke for him. The greatest, the greatest draw, or well, top five greatest draw in the history of wrestling ever, Stone Cold Steve Austin, did this shit and did it to Brock Lesnar. No smoke. <laughs> that's where I have the, that's why I have the biggest issue with everyone who has problems with with Naomi and uh, and Sasha is that you're not keeping the same energy. I am. I had problems with Punk. He let me the hell down. He was my favorite wrestler. That was that. When, that's what I was going to tell you, Tony. Like, you don't put too much faith in the people because people will let you down. And he, every, when he, every time, when he, when MJF did that promo with Punk in the ring, and he was telling him how he was, you were my hero, and you abandoned me. You left. I felt that to the core of my soul. I had a CM Punk picture on my fucking wall, dude. Like, I was a huge fan. True, and, but with, and, with, all, with all of this energy that we have for uh, protecting your mental health and, and just not being in situations that are conducive to any form of abuse, whether it be mental, physical, verbal, emotional, any of those types of situations, to remove yourself if it's not going the way that it should and it's being a detriment to you. You have gone to your superiors and expressed your concerns. You were met with backlash and your your final res the last thing you have is to leave which could have been stopped but at that's the a, time, that's a phone call they hey, were turn, turn around we'll fix it they dealt on they dealt with this stuff one day like they how how does that show that they were really trying to make something work when they left the day it happened so like, that's, they, so but that's just the day we know about right that's the day we know about number one two we're putting a lot of stock into Sasha's influence on this whole situation, but no one has said anything about Naomi's part in this whole situation, which we don't know the degree that that it is, nor do we degree uh, do we do we know the degree that she was actually coerced by Sasha. So I think that's an unfair narrative to 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 create simply because of Sasha's past history with doing this. Naomi's still the X factor, and to me. No news is good news, meaning if she ain't said shit about it or if we ever heard shit about it, that means she didn't say shit about it. She probably just stood with her teammate because we already know how she feels about being stripped of the title because of injury and never getting a chance to, to compete for it again in a fair situation. That was fucked up on its own. So she, if, if anybody has beef, she definitely has beef too. And, and she hasn't said anything since like i follow her on twitter naomi's twitter all of her social media has been silent since she left so has sasha but sasha did the one thing that nobody else did she used she she used her influences to go outside and when you can't trust anybody else who you gonna trust you family 
she went to her family and Snoop got one in the chamber and we ain't going to hear shit until he decides he wants to put it out. Ain't nobody going to tell Snoop a motherfucking thing about nothing. Nothing. If, ever. If, if Snoop if Snoop decided after all of this he wanted to do business with WWE, Stanford would gladly invite him. He's, no, still, he's still doing business with WWE while in bed with AEW. Fuck you mean? They took him. They took him out for the. They took him. I thought they took him out of the Hall of Fame. They said because of that AEW stuff. They, even even if even if, even if they did, it's mechanical royalties coming from Sasha's theme song. Then there's that. You gonna pay me one way or another. <laughs> you might as well leave me in there. Leave me in trying. What, taking what, me out ain't gonna stop these chicks. Whether they like it or not, Snoop is on <laughs> three nights a week. And that's right, and that's what what it goes to is the fact that Stanford is petty. We know this to be true about a lot of stuff, but all of a sudden, because it's these two individuals, we're going to be more petty than usual, and it's a horrible look. Wait, so the the oh. absence of a Stephanie McMahon or other women of influence in the power structure is starting to show. Tony Stone, you said they took they may have taken Snoop out of the WWE Hall of Fame because of the AEW shit. Is that correct? Uh oh, snowman. Snow muted. Sorry about that. Okay. So, snowman over here being man, man. Uh, He was in mid toe. Someone someone I didn't recognize was at my front door, so I didn't know if I have to regulate. Ring, ring. (laughs) Wait, you did the Malcolm X pose by the window? Exactly. So you said you said that they they may have uh, pulled Snoop from the WWE Hall of Fame, right? Yes. Okay. Now I don't know this to be true. I'm going to look at it here in a second to find out. But you mean to tell me they would pull Snoop from the Hall of Fame simply because he decided to go advertise a show that he's working on is on the same network as the wrestling program that he's a fan of? With, so wait, 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 wait. While you still have. A convicted, multiple time convicted drunk driver who actually allegedly killed someone behind the wheel, still in your Hall of Fame? This is what we're doing. There's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that probably shouldn't be, but that's neither here nor there. Back the very first episode of AEW Dynamite. You, did you, you guys watch that shit? Of course. Yep. <laughs> who were the celebrities that were ringside for that show? That is a great trivia question. <laughs> For the very first one, I know I, Snoop was there, wasn't he? And when well, they get a streaming, boy, listen. <laughs> when they get a streaming service, I'll be able to answer that shit <laughs> way better. Chris, Chris Jericho was in Clerks, uh, was in uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot, and Chris Jericho was the champion on the first Dynamite, and he invited Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes to come be in the crowd as his guests. Kevin Smith and Jay Muse, Jay and Silent Bob, they were shown at ringside, a camera shot with their names on it. The very next day, WWE contacted them and said that they were no longer going to be an advertising and marketing partner in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. WWE was supposed to be doing a ton of promotion and marketing like they do with Jackass, like they did with all this other bull crap for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but just because they were shown on AEW TV. WWE canceled the deal, and that's straight from Kevin Smith himself. It's petty, but it's also expected, and 
as much as somebody may not like it, they're well within their rights to do that. So, it's- yes, I can see WWE removing Snoop from their stuff because he was shown on someone else's television while they let Sonny go out and kill people because she ain't affecting their viewership. She's not showing up for the competition. That's how they think, man. They don't care about people's if lives. Any, if offense any, cares about his money. If anything, they're, they're, if she's helping their viewership because people are going to the network to see what she did. So, One thing that Teddy tells me all the time that uh, Vince says constantly, whenever anyone asks him to do something or bring something up, he says, will it draw me money? Is it going to draw me money? Is it going to draw? Is it going to draw? And anything that takes away from his draw is dead to him, bro. Facts. I, I totally understand. And when when it's said like that in such direct terms, you can't do nothing but like it, love it, or deal with it. Man. So, <laughs> but when we look at... at yeah, that's it. You get three choices. Like it, love it, or deal with it. But dealing the same way Snoop ain't gonna bat a motherfucking eyelash about not being in the WWE Hall of Fame because then he'll be back at some point because, you know, boomerangs always do that. I feel like Sasha and Naomi kind of have that same vibe about this. It's like, okay, you gonna pull us from everything? Fuck it. I got money to sit home. I can I can ride this out just for as long as you can. And for these exact reasons, I have other shit that I can go do for a living. But if I have tried, I have made an effort to come to an amicable solution, a resolution about our problem. The fact that we're carrying titles that don't mean anything. Like you're not, you're not performing as the champions that you're, you're billed as. Like you're putting me in single stuff. We ask, hey, what about us as a team? Maybe we should have just dissolved the tag titles and you didn't, you would have never had this problem. We're talking about the tag titles now more than we ever have. I know, right? Isn't that sad? It's like when a rapper dies and everyone watches their music videos. Facts. This was about three months ago. I'm sitting here on this very podcast still differentiating the, the tag team championship on the women's side from women from SmackDown to Raw as if they actually fucking mattered on both brands. Just three months ago. My, mind you, they've been unified for what, almost two years? It was a cool idea. It didn't work out. Let's just retire them until we're ready to make a, a bigger investment into tag team wrestling. Because they, do they don't necessarily do it with men. Like, tag team wrestling is not a Stanford thing. That's that's everywhere else. And I've heard the explanation as to why several times. I just accepted that's what it is. Let's let's get so, into the let's get let's get into this double or nothing recap real quick so we can get to the shit of things. Facts. Is uh, kicking off the actual show, right? Fresh off the Paul Heyman playbook, if I'm not last, I'm going on first. MJF versus Wardlow. He showed up. He showed up. <laughs> he showed up. The that inter- was hilarious. The, MJF was AEW's Paul Wall on Sunday because he had the internet going nuts all week long. And left sitting sideways. MJF, after 10 power bombs that JR called eight, after 10 power bombs, defeats Ward, I mean, defeats MJF. Uh, Wardlow defeats MJF and uh, becomes officially all elite. Uh, right, but but let's not bury the lead on that because there was a certain air quotes 
a wrestling media journalist who who put out a lot of misinformation the night before. Uh, you talking about you talking about uh, no boss cap? The one S- and only SRS. Man, listen. No, we, that, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's him. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but no, no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that he, he's he's the fucking worst, man. Like, can I tell you guys the highlight of this match for me, real quick? When yeah. the uh, when the paramedics put the oxygen mac over MJF's eyes. Listen, listen. They, were they trying to blind <laughs> him? Air into his forehead. Were they trying to blind him? Cause they because they <laughs> keep. First of all, if you saw that shit from production, don't keep putting the camera back on that guy. Like, what the, choice do you have? He's got his hand over his head in a claw. <laughs> you you move it to the guy who's at the camera directly behind that EMT because that EMT should be fired and the person in production should be fired. <laughs> that, <laughs> that EMT, that yeah, EMT is that a EMT was, Von Eric product. I was about to say that EMT was a local wrestler putting the Von Eric claw on him. That was not a pair of dead ass. That is that is Carrie Von Eric if I've ever seen it. Wait, no, wait, hold on. That might that, that, that might have been Ross. That was the second most cringeworthy <laughs> AEW moment in history, right behind the creeper and his horrible punches on Dustin Rhodes. Oh man! Oh, oh man! <laughs> I had forgotten about that. Yeah. That, oh yeah. my god! Forget about that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Because certain memories you just have to repress. That that one's gonna go down in the annals of history as the absolute worst for AEW. In the in the annals of history, because <laughs> that was ass. The Hardys and the Young Bucks in what should have been a dream match, but the only person that should have been dreaming during this match is Jeff Hardy. I I listen. I don't. Stinger, no Steve Borden. Uh. Jeff Hardy should not have been in this match and for fans to take him to task and accuse him of um, foreign substances entering body after that car crash that we talked about last week on 168 that that was on the the, uh, Owen Hart Invitational uh, Tournament listen, or Memorial Cup Tournament the fact that he is still dealing with injuries and it showed up in this match shows you why you should not do car crashes on television weekly and kill your mid to top tier stars. So check this out. Number one, um, with with Jeffrey, you mean to tell me that AEW fans essentially accused him of the same thing that got him fired from Stanford? I'm going to assume they're AEW fans. All I know is that their fingers do the talking. You're watching the product, so whether whether or not you accept it, you're a fan. Dude, it was just one botch after another, man. And the Hardys, it was, and Jeff was the worst. It, it's one, it's right. one thing, Tony, to call it a botch if it's just like a missed move. When you don't That's have it, when you don't have the energy, or your body does not give you the power to do what what you what your mind says to do, yeah. that's a health hazard. That's beyond the botch. From, he well, was suffering from system failure. Well, um, you know, as I, I was talking earlier, I've been spending some time on Twitch recently. I'm trying to get a channel established on there, and um, I was on Matt Hardy's channel the day after Double or Nothing. And he was doing a ask me anything and just chatting with the fans. And someone asked him about Jeff and how he was doing. And he, his whole face countenance changed. 
Um, he's like, um, just, just at home resting. Uh, yeah, he's, he's resting. His, his back's okay, we think, but yeah, he's, he's trying to recover. True. So, true. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so, I mean, his brother made it out like the dude's not doing well, man. I, I just think he might not have enough left in the tank at this point. He's putting his body through so much between the substances and the, the wrestling. And, you know, I, I heard somebody talk recently about, how when Jeff was in Impact, he would show up at TV, he would say hi in the production meeting, and then he would disappear until five minutes before his match. I mean, that was evident for the match that he had with Sting, the, uh, what was it, the 80, 80, 87 seconds of doom? Oh, like, that was horrible, facts. yeah. But Wood, to something you said earlier, he should have been in this match. He shouldn't have been in the six or eight he had on free TV before that. Let let alone the two with the, the two car crashes within one month for free. And like, and they were talking about um, not long into his tenure there, there was news on the dirt sheets that he wasn't happy about wrestling so much and wrestling on dark and elevation because he wrestled a couple matches there. Their first match in AEW should have been the one they had Sunday. Thank you. They should. He shouldn't have been in the ring at all until this at first. At all. I, I mean, should, th- let's, let's go back to his debut, man. Emoting down the ramp. <laughs> that was the last. That was the last time he was healthy in AEW. Matt. Matt's in the ring and his ass handed to him. Jeff comes out to his original theme music and emotes him on the ramp. I, prom- I promise to never do that to either <laughs> one of you. I promise. If my music is playing, (laughs) if my music is playing, it's only after they make my face out, not because you saw me coming. You should see a blur running past you. That's it. If if at any point we're out and a physical altercation ensues, I will not stop to hit my move before I jump in to help. (laughs) (laughs) This motherfucker's playing Fortnite. I will will not hit the taunt button. I won't. I, I will not hit the taunt button before I get in get into the situation. Oh shit! But yeah, you burn. You bur- remember we said last last episode when you burn the candle at both ends, what happens? You meet in the middle and it fizzles out. Flames turn to fizzles. So you took probably your hottest free agent signing. Well, I can't even say that because you you hit some home runs, but. <laughs> one of one of your one of at, your biggest at, 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 at the time at the time it was definitely the, the big the biggest grab because of the timing of it it was right after a pay-per-view and it was at the exact 90 day mark it was the great escape another dude who kind of you know moved his way in and out and around now if for those who saw the house show footage against the bloodline it's eerily similar so maybe Jeff really is dealing with some physical issues that he's just gritting his teeth through because the way he was on the ground selling, not a whole lot of range of motion, that seems like nerve shit. And I'm going to do you one that better. Seems like, I yeah, think it's his other. back, man. I think it's his back. His brother brought up, yeah, his back's rough. And you saw how he was moving. Nerve damage to his lower back, bro. Let me ask you this. Right. What's, what's, what's closer to Las Vegas, L.A. or North Carolina? Last time I checked, uh, L.A. By about, oh, 16, 17, 20 hours. You're absolutely correct. Now, or less on a jet. Uh, considering that Dynamite was only three days after, or four days, well, yeah, three days after the, uh, the pay-per-view, and it was only four hours away from Vegas, even though he was pulled from Dynamite, allegedly, like, pulled off the card, whatever the case may be, 
he still showed up on TV. But even him showing up on TV on Wednesday, did you see how he was holding his right arm? Or his right, not how he was holding, how his right arm was literally hanging. That's neurological shit, bro. Yeah. That, yeah and Matt, Matt even brought up on the channel, too, about how they had a direct flight home from Vegas after the pay-per-view from Vegas to Raleigh. But by the time they got there, like both of them had issues getting unfolded from the car. Like Matt talked about how the Bucks um, like hit him with snug super kicks. Like both of the guys were beat the fuck up. Like Matt, Matt can't even run. Right. Yet another reason why you don't pimp them out on free TV before you get what they have to pay. Don't give away what we can sell. And dear God, Darby, Darby, did we even discuss Darby in a match on you know who ain't gonna win last week? Well, it's no. before we get onto that. It, it's been noted many times, especially right when Matt came to AEW, that he wanted to retire with his brother as the Hardy Boys, and they even said this was gonna be their last run. So right I think, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I honestly think that Matt, uh, that Jeff is beyond almost crippled at some point you know he's moving around so slowly like you said and his brother's talking about him like this i think he's just trying to finish out do the right thing and finish out his contract and then do something else jeff still has time to before he's too far gone but if he keeps competing like this before he's healed up he's going to be too far gone a la matt you're gonna gonna have to sit him down and figure out what's going on and if you can get back to a place where he can compete because you keep if you keep running him out here on, on TV and pay-per-views with the, with the condition he's in, you're going to have a really fucked up situation on your hands one day. He's not, Matt's not re-signing. He's been public saying that his pelvic bone and his lower and his vertebrae are fused together. Yeah, stenosis. And, yeah, and, yeah, and so his lower fun. back is fused together and he's not, this is it for him. This is, he's not re-signing. This he is can't the, move. This is the same stuff that, uh, that was happening with Sheamus and I don't know if he got it treated or got it reversed but the fact that he's he's even in the ring performing at the level that he's performing at is a miracle um, but then that also for me just to wrap this up that begs the question how much did you pay Jeff with the condition he's in and when it comes to air quotes finishing out the contract like is it not more disingenuous to enter a contract knowing the condition that you're in some some people just know taking care of their family and you know by any means necessary and giving the people what they want man he's big on giving the people a show and the people wanted the hardy boys the minute matt showed up in AEW, no one gave a crap about the fact that he was woken matt hardy like they wanted the hardy boys that's because matt showed up i I put anything bad on con Matt, matt showed up at the top of the pandemic so he didn't even get a chance to enjoy showing up and then damn near died on fucking live tv five months later Oh, that fat, that match with Sammy. I forgot pay-per-view. about that. That one was pay per view, but yes, <sighs> he almost died a horrible death. Oh, uh, <laughs> wasn't the actual fucking fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, shout out Rebby Sky. Needless to say, the Hardys won that match. Uh, actually, we should we should tell you the Hardys won that match as much as we're talking about them. They actually won the match uh, for the TBS Championship. Jay Cargill. I'm sorry, Jay Cargillberg. I'm huh? sorry, guys. My, my mic was muted. I meant to say, if you want to see the Bucks and the Hardys in a good match, go watch Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, 
It was a few years back, the night before the, the Hardys came back to WWE. They wrestled the Young Bucks in a TLC match for the Ring of Honor titles. It was in Lakeland, Florida. I was there. It was incredible. They, there it is right there. Uh, Jay Cargillberg versus Anna Jay for that Bitch Show Championship. And uh, the road to 175 and 0. It's, oh, hey, we're, we're, I'm not going to talk about what happened in the match because I was watching it but not paying as much attention because it kept losing me. Anna, but, Anna, Jay, but, Anna Jay got her shit in. But the 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 post match angle, that's what I'm going to talk about. So if y'all wanted to talk about the match, my comments. No, 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 no. We're no, we're good. I'll, I'll, I've said I was going to say about Anna J. She got her shit in, but she lost the match. I think, I think Athena debuting, and this isn't just because she's a friend of mine and all this bullcrap. Because I'm not that bitch, nice. Texas, yeah, Texas. Listen, she is the first person that has come on the scene in this run that I could buy into beating Jay Cargill. Like nobody else that she has gone against, I have been like, yeah, she could beat her, she could beat her, she could beat her. I think that Athena could fucking be D1 to unseat that bitch. And and 100%, I agree with you. And for that reason, Jay needs to smash her too. <laughs> in, order, in order to legitimize this undefeated streak, you need to beat people that seem as though they could beat you yeah you need you need to run through this roster and and she needs to start wrestling on uh mondays and tuesdays not just not just on fridays but mondays tuesdays wednesdays and fridays work and we need a couple house show dates just because you know what i'm saying like like if aew was a was a touring house brand like go ahead and get that in there run let's run these numbers up because at the rate that she's going especially since she took two two to three weeks in between this our last match we'll be five years her contract will ex- expire before she gets to 175. I, 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 hope, I hope that AEW lets Athena be a dick. Because, like, she will tell you, like, <laughs> when she went to, to That's inclusion for your ass. Oh, listen. She she just had a great interview with Chris Van Vliet. And she was talking about how when she met her husband, Matthew Palmer, who is the uh, the head booker at Red River Wrestling. Shout out to Matt Palmer. Um, they were training together under Lance Archer. And Athena's a dick in the ring. And like she kept trying to drop kick Matt in the face as hard as she could. And he kept taking it and then giving it right back. And that's how they became friends and shit. You know, but like she will tell you when she's in the ring, if you saw her at Mania Weekend against uh, Mia Yim, she was a total dick, bro. Like she did some nasty, brutal stuff. And so if. But consider who trained her. Let her be that. Yeah, if they let her be that character and portray that, then she can believably beat Jay Cargill and me. Consider, considering who trained her, I, I don't see that being too far from the truth. Like Skandor Akbar, may he rest in peace. He, character-wise, one of the one of the worst characters in the history of, uh, of, of professional wrestling. Maybe one of the nicest guys out outside the ring, but on TV, no one like that man except for those who hate, who like people to be that were hated. Which is why I would. Which is why I was expecting, uh, while she was standing uh, next to, to Statlander, I was expecting her to KO Statlander. Listen, and join the listen. That's what join, I was. I join, swear that's not what just I join the baddie section, but also Soakley Hathaway. Come on, gang like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of fucking gang shit, man. 
So, I mean, I knew for a while that she had been down there and talked to them, so I pretty much thought that her debuting would be evident. And you know, it's an AEW pay-per-view. Someone's going to debut. Uh, but I just had no idea it was going to be her. And I'm, I'm thrilled. Thanks. That was a pleasant surprise, I will say. But actually, both of them, because I was more excited to see Hathaway. Like, it was relieving to see Athena because she deserves to be on TV. But I was Thanks. excited for Hathaway. Yeah, And, be- and I'm, all, I'm always happy to see AEW, like, add real competent talent to their women's division man <laughs> always i'm always for that going going to at this point the best match of the night as much as we don't want to talk about this at, at the point of the show this was the best match of the night and quite possibly the match of the night uh death triangle versus house of black now what the only thing i didn't care for in this match because i like first of all let this let this feud die <laughs> please let please. this few please let this few die. There's only so Shit. many times we can see uh Death Triangle versus House of Black unless they change the members of the House of Black. Um they, well, I mean they're just waiting until they get the trios thing going. And now you saw they had punk and FTR wrestling together last night. I I, I they I think again, it's that's just the other a shit. placeholder until the division can get caught up. There's only the trios, one. There's only the one true option. Yeah, there's only one true option for your first trios champion, and that's the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't agree. Not oh, at all. Not, not if Kenny Omega comes back. That would have been the first situation, but even now, I'm if Punk and FTR are gonna be a thing, that's where it has to be. Hmm. So, so you don't you don't give uh. You don't give uh, Punk the the Dusty slash Flair treatment where he has the uh, six man belts and the uh, the main belt. Dude, dude, summer of Punk twenty two. How he how you how you let him beat you to a swap? <laughs> Punk is gonna do a heel turn and he's gonna... because I had audio difficulties, but still, you knew where you knew what it was gonna be. I really like House of Black. They perform like I really do. Like they have their ring style i'm a very much a fan of like the the hybrid striking and it's like a hot chain striking buddy matthews is the it, motherfucker literally. man he's the motherfucker buddy matthews is, is ridiculous sculpted now he's huge he is a legit heavyweight well, I mean, you know like <sighs> come pissing this cup for me <laughs> Hey, hey, hold up, hold up. I, I just want to know. I just want to know if it's. I just want to know if it's ninety three or eighty nine. I <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Either but, way. But my guy getting it in. He, uh, he, uh, so the, the my fin- guy is handling his business. The finish comes when uh, Julia Hart comes out and decides to spray some mist in the pack's face. And uh, so I didn't need that shit at all. So shout she, out, shout out to my boy Dan Danzy from Counting Lights. It's the only thing he got right about the whole paper. <laughs> <laughs> Dale Hart would come out and and join Black Circle. So uh, they could have completely missed me with that. <laughs> well, it, completely, it, it it happened. But but it, not, but but not. Let me let me take that statement back about um <clears throat> about Buddy because it's it's me joking. But in real life, if you're going to be in the same vicinity of Rhea Ripley, you better get your motherfucking lifting in because you, you don't want to end up being the second strongest person in the house. Man, talk about it. <laughs> so thank you, buddy, for doing your part. Rhea Ripley, man, she's she's getting some hoeing in, dude. She's homie hopping at this point. Hey, whoo, hey, hey, buddy. She, she, 
wait she a was, minute. She was dating that AEW wrestler, and then Buddy Murphy comes to AEW, and now she's dating him. Hey, Matthews, you're gonna get, you're gonna get somebody released. Florida, <laughs> Florida is a small state. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she's got that favored nation clause. Whatever. Hey yo, <laughs> that's that bu- that's that bullshit right uh, there. Yeah. We, uh, no matter we what, no matter what, we can get canceled, but you can't ban the snowman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, oh, that's, that's funny as shit. As soon as Roosh debuts, she'll start dating Roosh. Oh shit! If the if the Jake Atlas shit at the front of the show don't get us canceled, then yeah, it'll, right it'll, around here, it'll show up on Charlotte's Instagram. You'll see Charlotte. Oh my her- god! <laughs> Wait a good god. We we're moonwalking this one <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the men's final of the uh, Owens Hart tournament. We got uh. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, baby. Samoa Joe hey. is uh it, coming into the match injured, shoulder injury, courtesy of uh Jay uh Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutton. Yeah, they Sir added MC. that in so it wouldn't look like a total burial of the ROH TV champion. This result of this match and the following were well known by everyone in the building. You have the the face of the women's division and one of your most popular male wrestlers who are real life engaged and a couple and starting to show up everywhere together. Of course you're gonna put these on them. It's marketing, man. This was like, there was no, there's absolutely zero guesswork to these two matches. And the fan, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Adam Cole, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, win their respective Owen Hart uh, Foundation tournament championships or, or uh, trophies, if you will, which happened to be championship belts in Hart colors as an homage to the Stampede Wrestling belts of the early 80s, which was a pretty, nice touch. pretty nice touch, if you must, if I must say so myself. Very, um, nice. Very nice touch. Also, uh, Owen Hart has been added as a playable character on the AEW video game. Outstanding. That's that's no game shit. shit. That's fly I like shit. That. That's some that's some very cool shit. Now I guess Kenny and Ukes have worked some shit out. <laughs> I wonder if that was the holdup. <laughs> Damn. If that was, I mean, hey, fight your battles, Kenny. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's one worth fighting. Uh, I will not leave this gaming studio until Owen Hart is a character on this game. I will not leave. I'm going to be in this bitch like Howard Hughes. Blame <laughs> Kennedy, you <laughs> bitch. Here, here's here's what uh, was was a crazy-ass match with a very... To me, this, I like the, the story was fun, but goddamn, it's only so much this shit I can take. Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, or <laughs> Page Van Zant versus Sammy Guevara... Frankie Gazarian and Ty Conti in a uh, mixed tag match. The mix, the mixed trios match that nobody in the world cared about watching. And but I mean, but it was pop fu- quiz. Who's? Go ahead. Pop quiz. Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, face or heel? Uh, Ethan's a heel. Scorpio's a face. Uh, that's wrong. What are we doing? That's wrong. They're both heel. Is it? They're they're both. Or are they not both face? Because they were playing, they were playing to the crowd after this. No, like, they de- hey, they definitely. Ethan Page cut a two step. Here here, <laughs> trips hit him with that shit one time. Here's the thing. The problem is, you don't know what to do with Sammy and fucking Ty. 
You think this you know exactly what to do with Sammy and Ty. You leave them in the bedroom and turn the camera off because if you leave I'm the camera so, on, they're going to you're going to start seeing me. I'm so sick of that storyline, man. See? It, 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 he reminds <laughs> me of he reminds me of that jock in high school that's dating the hot girl that's way out of everyone's league and he just rubs it in your face all the fucking time. Hey Shane Douglas. <laughs> Talking to you. Fucking franchise. Doc Morrison, this bitch, and Kelly Kapowski. You feel, you feel me? So run with it. He is Zach Morris. Me? Find him and AC Slater to be a sidekick. You and know the MVP of this whole match. The MVP of this whole match. Frankie Kazarian. A draw. No. <laughs> Dan Lambert. Scorps Kobe tribute TNT title. Oh man, don't do that. I'm sorry. That 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 the the, the joke that was definitely not a joke, but definitely correct on that. Yeah, that, that was the MVP of the too. match. Was that title? That title is beautiful, man. That is the best makeover of that title since it since its inception. Root, root, I, I, think, I think I think Scorp is the anti-hero, man. He's the Punisher in this bitch. Like he's not a good guy, but he ain't gonna let these other bad guys push him around and stuff. And he I still just, has allegiance I, to Frankie Kazarian. This is the same shit I preached about with um, with doing like a like a bloodline uh, or, or or even a shield breakup, where no matter what happens, you still have the back of your brother. Because Frankie and, uh, and and Scorpio Sky didn't really lock up at all, and Scorpio, I mean, and Frankie wasn't really having that bullshit with fucking uh, with with, with uh, uh, Sammy anyway. There's an unspoken vibe. Yeah, yeah, SCU. That that's just that's just going to continue on as a as a theme for quite some time, and as as a in, as, even though they're separated, like it's. It, <laughs> we won't we won't know for sure whether they're heel or face until they start their next program. Dude, I listen, that that became one of the hottest things in Ring of Honor and being the elite got them over. And I'll never forget I was at one Ring of Honor event on a loop I worked with them and I was all caught up. It was a few hours before the show, so I walked around the concourse and they had this is back during I don't know how they're doing it, how they're gonna do it going forward. But when I worked Loops of Ring of Honor, they would have meet and greets before every show. And so you'd w- walk around the concourse and here'd be the Bullet Club or here'd be Cody or here'd be, and everyone's lines were long, but SCU had just formed and they weren't even called SCU. They were still going by SoCal Uncensored. And SoCal Uncensored had just formed and their meet and greet table had nobody there. And so I went over there and um, I'm a big fan of Christopher Daniels. And when he won, um, he won the Ring of Honor World Title at Samstown Casino in Las Vegas, and I found a deck of playing cards online from the Samstown Casino that were from the day he won the title, canceled out. And that was kind of my thing with Ring when I worked with Ring of Honor. I would bring the guys decks of playing cards because I had a ton of them from my days doing close-up magic, and they liked using to play cards on the road. Like when I saw Colt Cabana at WrestleCon, he's like, "You don't have any cards for me." But um, anyway, I took these cards to Christopher Daniels and he saw where it was from and he saw the date and he's like, man, this is great. Thank you. And they gave me an eight by 10 and took pictures with me and all. And, and I was like, man, these guys, if, if people sleep on these guys, it's going to be a huge mistake. And they didn't and they became big. And then they come to AEW. They have this lighting in the bottle. They're the first tag champs. And then Christopher Daniels gets pulled off TV and they take the, they, they, they destroy the team. And it's just like, man, these guys were gold, dude. These guys, and they still have the dynamic together. You saw that in this match. 
Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I'm totally agreed. I just, I don't understand why we went in that direction, but, you know. But at least Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Renzant actually won the match. So I'm not mad at that. I want Christopher Daniels back on TV, damn it. <laughs> you don't need to be talent relations. We need an SCU full-on reunion, man. I'm serious. Those guys are great together. Swab, I don't... Maybe we'll get... Go ahead. Go ahead, Swab. Maybe we'll get... When, when Ethan Page jump Scorpio Sky over the TNT title, maybe we'll see that. Because Daniels is wrestling in other promotions. He just wrestled in Impact. He made a return to Impact. That's some WWE shit there ever was. Any like you can you can work here backstage, but on TV you got to go elsewhere. Whoa, I'm saying <laughs> with, with, with some of the shit that makes it on television, I find that highly skeptical. <laughs> he, he already got screwed over from it. his title run was cut short because Cody signed with the company and they put the strap on him right away. Daniels only had the belt. He beat Adam Cole, and then two months later, he, he fucking gave it up to Cody on Cody's first pay-per-view right after he signed. It's rough. <laughs> it's a hard knock life. It's hard knock life. Now, I don't, I don't recall us even talking about this match, and you know who ain't going to win. How did Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen get a match on here? Oh, I'm sorry. YFN and Darby get a match on this. I have no so, idea. Something even... happened the week before, and then Sting had an ankle injury, so they worked it into an angle, and they they gave Darby a spot on the on the show. I feel like Darby versus Cole as the final probably would have been a better look, and then give me Joe versus versus O'Reilly, but then I would have been picking Darby to to win the. I would have wanted the podium to look like Darby and Ruby Soho. Hmm. The same way they went marketing wise with with Cole and Baker, I would have wanted that same thing, but I would have wanted it. I want them to do something. I want them to do something with Ruby Soho. She got that huge pop on her on her debut, and then she had that crazy promo with uh, with uh, Britt Baker. You remember where she talked about Britt sleeping with the dudes in the back and everything. Right. Yeah, and, and maybe then, she should. She's got to my give me my fair right? share of smut. <laughs> right. Let her let her join a gang. Like who's recruiting? Put her with the varsity blondes. They need a new manager. Good lord. Oh no. man, and 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 now with the uh, with the imminent passing of uh, of of Melanie Pillman, uh, rest in peace. We we it's gonna be a little bit before we see them on TV. I would presume. So where does Ruby go? What gang do you put her with to feud with uh, with the House of Black? Uh, I would have preferred her in the House of Black, truth be told. But yeah, who are you gonna put? She's a loner. Like, there's no one that fits. Like, like you, there's no, there's not a clique you can put together where she fits in without having to change something. Right. The she best been awesome are- in the House of Black, though. All those tattoos, dyed exactly. hair. Exactly. <laughs> She's well, perfect may- with House maybe of Black. She needs to- since CM Punk is now dealing with FTR, maybe she should hang out with Darby and Sting. Because mm. I can't think. Hey, best my friends Deuce, aren't a thing, so. My boy uh, Deuce here just said that she's in a tag team with Tony Storm now. Yeah, but that yeah. they don't fit. That's like you just threw them together because they have history in WWE, and I don't even think they even cross paths. Round peg, square hole. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, for the oh, and then YFN Darby loses to Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, oh my God, I'm so tired of him losing. Yeah, especially oh, man, I, 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 
We finna burn out all the equity on YFN Darby, and I feel like Dude, this I is just, a travesty. I, I hate when they take when they take. Oh, thank you, my brother. I hate when they take people and establish tag team storylines and then throw a singles match out of nowhere. You know, like it's it, it's not like you know, like the thing with the women's tag titles where they were gonna have them feud with different people. Like Kyle O'Reilly was in Red Dragon, and then like. Yeah, this, this ain't NXT. Like, what the fuck is Kyle O'Reilly doing in a singles match on a fucking yeah, pay-per-view? Exactly. Thank <laughs> now, now, keep, keep it a thousand, Kyle O'Reilly was giving out them auto parts. <laughs> he, he was kicking ass. But on the cool, I really feel like Darby would have been better off just not being on the show. Man. Because why, do, why does he keep losing? Do you remember when's the last time he won anything? No, I don't. And if, and if I if exactly. I and if I'm keeping score, and I think back, it was probably a car crash on free TV, and I'm not bullshitting when I say that. You lost and you lost your last car crash to Jeff. <sighs> lost the MJF. Lost the he. I don't remember him winning since losing the Punk. Damn. What are we doing here? Whose Damn. dog did he step on? <laughs> Uh, he he uh, spit on he spit in somebody's place. He spit he spit, he, he, spit, he, spit he spit in Tony Khan's water and Tony Khan had a, had a spit tester on his water. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, you, check this out. So I'm I'm checking out the um, the cagematch.net. Well, who did he not pass the joint to? Uh, Darby Allen actually beat Brandon Cutler um, May the 27th. Jesus Thanks Christ! For, Thanks for um, my before point. before that he beat. Uh, he beat Andrade El Idolo on April. Oh, that's right. That he was the, the, the coffin, coffin match. match. Yeah. Another car uh, crash on free TV. But I, but but but, like, but what what did I tell you? It was a car crash on free TV. Yeah, and then and then the other matches before that, back in March, he beat the Butcher on free TV by countout. Uh, before that, the week before that, he beat Mark Quinn from Private Party on free TV on Rampage. Yeah, this is so proving my point. Even with the wins, this is proving the point. This so looks, I should have been this more specific. This looks this worse than the last Bob, time he won on pay per view. I'm gonna say this looks worse than the Bob Roop on Georgia Championship Wrestling resume. <laughs> Georgia Championship. <laughs> Jesus. All right. This is a oh, shit. Right here, man. This is a mid south shit. Oh, speaking of mid south, while, while, while we're in the middle of talking about this segue and the shit, this week is the anniversary of the uh, the, U, the inaugural UWF Championship Tournament. Which I was telling Suave about over the weekend. Uh, Talk to him. <laughs> so in, honor, in honor of that, we're all going to cover ourselves in Vaseline and do mountains of cocaine. Oh Absolutely God. not. No, sir. Not not the Herb <laughs> Abrams UWF. Bill Watts UWF, as as oh, in the closing of Mid South. <laughs> I'll, I'll apply. I'll, I'm getting all Herb Abrams in this bitch. Yeah, oh chill man. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, we. Because if I see you with yellow cowboy boots, I know to go the opposite direction, <laughs> bro. And I, I, I love how his title belt was made to where when you held it sideways, it said F you. Because <laughs> like, the UWF from one side yep. and the UWF from the other, it said yes. F. <laughs> <laughs> Only a genius could think of something Only like a genius that. could think of that. Absolutely. <laughs> a, mad, a mad fucking scientist. I'm a, no, didn't you watch Jericho's shit? I'm, I'm a wizard, man. <laughs> hey, we've already told. We, now, we said this last week. 
Jericho is on a very slippery slope calling himself a wizard. Did you see because where he came out? He came out and on the graphic it said the wizard Chris Jericho. Oh no, one, I didn't know. One, one <laughs> no. fucking wrong slip of the tongue and wizard goes completely in the wrong direction. Don't don't worry, we'll we'll get to Jericho here in a minute because we got we we got beef with Eddie Kingston. I didn't think we because Eddie Eddie Kingpin is gang and we I I didn't think we'd ever get to a point where we got beef with Eddie Kingpin. We'll talk about it here in a second. Well, 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 what we got beef with him for? You got to catch last night. Uh, they did the little run in, and Eddie Kingston almost pulled a Titus O'Neil, bro. Like, <laughs> I saw that. He came. He, he came in hot. He came in hot to the sub, bitch. Dude, he, he was doing the whole staggering, running for all of his momentum, and he he like literally broke his fall on Jericho and then started beating him. <laughs> He could have just sold that as a head injury from the night before. <laughs> Easily. That, what, what night Easily. before? Name one. AEW Women's Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. I was really surprised, really surprised to watch Serena Deeb take a pinfall. This this could have been the beginning of, of something we talked about last year, Suave, where Serena just runs rough shot. With that championship, to somebody gets it off her ass. Now here's a reason for her to join the back Blackpool Combat Club to get the get the edge to go over the top. So I'm okay with this. I got what I needed. I got quality women's wrestling, so I'm good. The uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, aka Jackass 3.0, and, uh, taking on Eddie Kingpin, Santana, and Ortiz. <laughs> Uh, you ain't shit. <laughs> Brian Daniel said to John Moxley for anarchy in the arena, uh, as John Moxley didn't want to do blood and guts. So um, no, he didn't want to do. He didn't want to do uh, stadium stampede. Stadium stampede. That's right. Yeah, he didn't want to do stadium stampede. So he said, "Yeah, fuck that." Uh, but anyway, the cameras on this shit were all over the place, and they should have really had. Uh, all the cameras on at the same time with like some kind of split screen shit popping off because this going back and forth and missing shit and catching whatever it was like it was just it was a bit much the uh, old school WCW bash at the beach split screen yeah so here here is where we take umbrance with Eddie Kingpin we we I need to hear this first how do you pour gasoline on somebody in this fucking economy hold on who's who's we yeah right. Who's we? <laughs> Speak for yourself. How do you how you pour gasoline on somebody when getting the gas prices in California eight oh five a gallon? Dude, that's how you that's how you know I mean business. It's a flex, man. Like why throw, <laughs> why throw money on him and light it on fire when he throws gas? What the fuck you mean? I'm bleeding on a Yankee shirt. It's somebody getting it. <laughs> I'm getting it. Oh shit! You so you are upset with Eddie Kingpin? Right, we right. are not. I got I got to shout out Chris Jericho for saving Eddie's life last night because I just watched the replay and Eddie was going head first into the freaking ring apron, bro. Like it was, <laughs> he's running and then it's like he tripped over his own foot and his own momentum was carrying him and and Jericho caught him. <laughs> Thank him for that contribution, but that wizard shit gotta go. The funny, the funniest shit about the whole gasoline thing was Eddie. Eddie came to the ring with gasoline can with a crazed look on his face, pours it on Chris Jericho, and simultaneously pours it on his tag team partner Brian Danielson, who says, "What the fuck are you doing?" and slaps the, the shit sign. out of him. 
that's how you knew it was fucking Dasani. Because you know damn well if you had poured gasoline across that man's head while he has an open wound, he'd have been, he'd have never gotten up to slap Eddie. And how is it? He'd have been too busy rolling on the mat. And how is it, though, because he's a wizard, how is it Chris Jericho, out of 10 people, he was the only one to not bleed? Because he's. No, not to say that. That's, no, 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 Suave, no. Price just uh, went up. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe because he booked it that way. I don't know. He's a wizard with the pen. I don't fucking Shit, know. His bitch. I'm breaking. I'm breaking this pencil. Kingpin Ghost Rider. AEW Tag Championships: Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Team Taz versus uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. And Christian turn on. The uh, Jurassic Express and cost them the titles already, please. It's gonna happen eventually. <laughs> like how 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 long oh can we God. how long can we drag this out? I thought I thought for sure it was gonna happen last night on Dynamite, but no, I was wrong. They they, they oh. drug it out for the LA pot. That's your, what the, that's what happened. Your winners and still Jurassic Express. We don't even have a trigger for and still. I want to know. I want to know when FTR is getting their title shot. When they get it, you can hang that shit up. Uh, so, are, are we gonna let them co- uh, collect the belts because that trios idea isn't uh, isn't a bad one? And then if once they go ahead and take out the uh, Lucha Brothers, well, sorry, Lucha, uh, uh, Jurassic Express, they can have those belts along with the ROH titles. Summer of Summer of Punk twenty twenty. Are, are they aren't they still the AAA tag champs too? No, they lost. Triple Did they? I believe they haven't been carrying them. If they had, they carried them every time. They brought them to every match. If they lost, them, he- them, them bitches heavy. <laughs> they look like they're plastic. What are you talking about? I mean, them hoses is heavy. If they're plastic, you know there's an extra compartment. It looks like, uh, yeah, FTR still. So like, who else would take the titles off of Jurassic Express? So they just gonna give them back to the Bucks? No, that ain't happening. You could man. Put them I'm gonna tell you, Hobbs, I I really Hobbs like Hobbs and, and Shaw. Hobbs and Stark. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, keep you alive. Keep you alive. Yeah, so, like, I was. I, they were actually my pick. I thought that they. I thought that it was gonna happen. We yeah, here. we picked them too. I thought that Christian was gonna turn on Jurassic Express and and Hobbs and Shaw were gonna win the title. Now, right now, I would take um, I take House of Black, but give me Malachi and, and Matthews as the team. No, they'll do Freebird rules. Come on. I mean, they will, but I'm just picking the two I want to beat Jurassic Express. And oh, I'm not. And I'm gonna tell you, I wouldn't mind seeing Keith Lee and Will Hobbs in the tag team. Yeah, I think that would go better than Keith Lee and Swerve. I just don't. I'm not buying into them, man. But, but you have to call the team whatever the combined weight is. <laughs> That's the team name. So if it's 747, I, I would love it if it's 747. <laughs> but whatever the combined weight is, that's the team name. So every week the team name could be could be different. Yeah, it fluctuates based on their diet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, guys, there's a, there's a there's a special going on at Sizzler this week. Guess we got to change the graphic. Coming in, eight hundred twenty three pounds, eight twenty three. And that and they should their matches should be at whatever time the combined weight. Oh, uh, see, that's that's a whole lot of Easter egging right there. Like eight, so you, so eight twenty three comes out to the ring and has a match that's eight minutes and twenty three seconds long. At eight twenty three p.m. <laughs> like, like, who was the guy that noticed that Stone Cold came out three hours and sixteen minutes into WrestleMania? That dude like, that smokes a lot of weed. That type of shit. That's the same dude that broke down uh, <laughs> that Kendrick Lamar and uh, Pusha T uh, a song. 
if I bought dope in 36. It's the same oh. motherfucker that oh, did nostalgia? that shit. Nostalgia? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same motherfucker same that person. did that. <laughs> Yo, um, for the That's AEW uh, world title, Hangman Page versus CM Punk, we knew what this was. Uh, we knew, Foregone conclusion. I, I hate the fact that it had to go to a... I'm going to have to use my morals to decide whether or not I'm going to use this belt against CM Punk. You're a winner. And AEW World Champion CM Punk. But that's that's been Hangman's whole shit. Like, even when he won, even when him and Kenny were in a tag team, he's always had, like, conflicting emotions. To where the fir- this is the first time I ever heard it. Excalibur was like this bitch. He basically brought out the fact that during his title reign, he's dealt with anxiety and all different kind of shit, kind of making him seem like a sympathetic mental health situation. Yeah, like his his drinking and all that's tied into his anxiety, and that's tied into his mental health, and then that that's what brings up his conflict about whether to be a good guy or a bad guy. Maybe if you explained it better, I'd care. But as like a blanket. Explanation? Fuck that. Well, for, first of all, it's Excalibur. Herb, so just shut the fuck up. Starting with that. Then there's that. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> so I think you 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 despise him slightly more than Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is gold compared to Excalibur. Herb. Hey, um, hey, hey, guys. Uh, Deuce Freight's back, and he says that uh, he says that uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, and uh, what's his name and uh, Fishy guy. They're gonna win the titles. Red Dragon, you know what? Fucking gang shit. I would take Red Dragon because you need a heel team to set up for when FTR takes. And here's a hot take. He just said that it's not gonna be Christian turning on Jurassic Express. He says it's gonna be Luchasaurus turning. No, I actually think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Jungle Bug Jack Perry that's gonna be turning. Yeah, that's that's been my pick the whole time. He's been the one with the facial expressions, like, man, this shit is not for me. Like, leave me the fuck alone. That's. Like, Chris, like, why the fuck am I on Christian's shoulders and not Luchasaurus? Like, what is this? Christian with this whole there, there speech. Fuck you. Nah. nah. Now, Jungle Bug Jack Perry is ordering new ring gear as we speak. <laughs> and that shit's going to have sequins and studs and bell bottoms. That shit's going to be fire. His kick pads are going to be fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Yo, all right, so... The whole Hollywood Jack Perry. That's what it is. Hollywood, Hollywood Jack Perry. <laughs> Wait, fucking right. Can, can we get John Tatum Jack to carry Jack him to the Perry, ring? Perry nine zero two one zero. Yo, can we get can we get John Tatum to bring him to the ring though? Once, maybe. <laughs> One time. Just don't bring Missy Hyatt. Yeah, it's a package deal. <laughs> no. Dude, no. If, if if they bring Missy Hyatt, then the whole locker room will have to go on a uh 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 not nope, today. Nope. Not today, <laughs> sir. <laughs> not today. Not here. Not up in here. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> you know what? That I think that's the way you have to attack being canceled. You have to hit them with so much shit they don't know what to cancel you for. You know what? That's the name of the episode, the box of silly. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Either that or Absolutely not. I am putting my foot down. No and no. Because that's what she's got at this point. Oh my god. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's allegedly. That, that, that's not true. That's, that's allegedly. Hey, you, guys, you guys remember the Great Mouse Detective? Nope. You guys ever see that Disney movie? Nah, I haven't. 
there was well, it, it was about Sherlock Holmes, but you know the lead character is a mouse, and the the main villain was like the Lord of all rats. That's missing. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is we inappropriate. <laughs> no, she's like Ringrat Prime, man. Like I was, you can't watch a shoot interview from anyone that worked in that era in WCW without them saying how she was in everyone's business, bro. Like she was Ringrat, man. <sighs> really, I would just have to go back to to a couple of interviews from from a from OG emeritus status um, Hall of Fame. Yeah, posthumous. she's again in this bitch. Yeah, just, <laughs> New Jack told me everything I needed to know. Shout out to you, Suave. I didn't realize that that obituary was written by you, bro, until you posted that the other day. Very well done, my friend. That was good shit. Thank you, sir. Thank you kindly. Uh, shout out to Jen Jack, aka Jen and Juice Gang. So we actually just passed the um, oh, the wow. one year anniversary of New Jack's passion. Continue to send uh, not just thoughts and prayers, but encouragement and and all sorts of uh, positive vibes to to New Jack's family and his children. Out of all the things that New Jack did in his life, that I'm like, man, this dude was gangster. Like the most gangster thing the man ever did was show up on Vlad TV and take that man's money to tell him exactly the same stuff that was just told in the documentary a week before. How about the like, same? Watch, how, how about we got watch, more out of New Jack than than Vlad got for free? Bro, that, that, that same fucking week. He literally just went over everything that was in the dark side of the ring. Like, if you watched that, you didn't need to watch the interview. And he took that man's money. Well done, New Jack. Make, sh make sure you go back see, and check see, out. See, you check give people what they pay for. Make sure you go back and check out the archives. We we have one of the last podcast interviews with New Jack. And he, uh... He was he was active. He was he was outside and up in this bitch and before we boy simultaneously. <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> so in, in from the uh from Sunday up until Wednesday, the talk of wrestling all around the world was what about MJF? What's going to happen? We don't talk about Maxwell, no. Was it was it was it a shoot? Was it a work? Suave has his his theories. I'm gonna what give. What does Michael J. Fox have to do with wrestling, guys? <laughs> Spin City. You see how all this shit getting spun? You see? You see? <laughs> That's what happens. I've been working for that snare shot all show, and I finally got it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't bring it out because it sounds bad. But at the same time, it was stay down until you come up. That's, yeah, never give up. Stay down. Get down. Dreams are made, kids. This is how dreams are made. That's it. So, I, I I honestly think that it, all signs pointed to shoot, but I could never be more sure of anything that I have in my life until I saw the interview on Wednesday, and that interview told me everything I need to know. That this is the this is an <coughs> elaborate, an elaborate work that started as a shoot. What? type of moron <laughs> would give a disgruntled employee a live microphone in front of company in front of company <laughs> on live TV your mama got your mama got the church folk at the house on a Wednesday and gonna ask you to turn on the loop <laughs> and, and, like you gonna come in and perform Luke 
Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Head, in front head, of the and deacon, mohead. And yes, head, head, and mohead in front of Pastor Jones. Hey, we and want the some deaconess <laughs> and the usher board. You gonna you gonna do that? No moron. Like, what type of moron would you have to be to give that person a microphone to go out and show out and air their grievances? Ratings are ratings, but don't be a fucking idiot. And you got it at the hottest one. You, you you booked this at the hottest time of your show. There's two hot times in your show. This is one of them. You do this on purpose. Like on the cool, let's let's put all our cards on the table. Wednesday was probably the most important episode of Dynamite ever. Ever. More, ever. more important than the first one. So guaranteed, if everybody involved is not playing ball. You not finna be on in my ring center stage with all this open mic time. There's, there, I don't care how over you are. There were already at least two known wrestlers who were told that they would not be wrestling on Wednesday night. So if we know that they, they're pulling wrestlers and pulling matches, we know they pull some mic work. But you give the <laughs> loose you give it. the loosest cannon in the fucking industry. A live hot microphone in front of company. Did Punk even cut a promo Wednesday? Nope. The new actually, world heavyweight actually, champion. Actually, he did. He did post because yeah, FTR, post yeah, FTR, and CM Punk had the opening match. After the match, they they all had microphones. As he was talking about how how he was drug free, never had a drug in his life, but he oh, can right. imagine that's, how that's, how it felt. That's how we- and okay, Dak, that's how he got to the forbidden door. And gotcha. then and then Dak got outside talking about I've done a drug and this is exactly what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's funny. And Uncle Dax during their whole trios run should be like, Well look, punk, I know you've never had a drink, but I've had one, this is what it feels like. And then just, and then go to describe it. That should be their whole relationship. But shout out to Dax too by acknowledging his wife and kid and saying they were the only two things in his life more important than wrestling, and they were there. Solid stand up guy, Uncle Dax. I, we fucks with Uncle Dax. Uncle right Uncle Dax Harwood is one person. Uncle Dax is somebody completely different. Uncle Dax energy is big. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dax Harwood is who's signed to AEW. Uncle Dax is for the people. <laughs> he's he's the motherfucker. <laughs> he's for all of us. He, Uncle he, Dax isn't signed to anybody. He's just for all Uncle of da- us. Uncle Dax would be outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. Facts. Like Uncle Dax will fuck around and do broken pencil theater with us. <laughs> One of the things that's been in the back of my mind this whole time is smoke. Um, that's in the front of my mind, my guy. Um, Oof. Just wanted to make sure you were staying sharp. (laughs) (laughs) No Iron Mike. Go ahead. Um, Early on during uh, the AEW tenure, there was talk all the time about how MJF and Tony Khan were close. Like, they talked all the time. They were buddies and all this stuff. Um, And so that's been in the back of my mind kind of whispering work this whole time. But the thing that's you know, if, if this started out, I've heard a few different news outlets today call it a work shoot. Um, and what it's based on, I despise. Because uh, I, I knew MJF on the independent scene before he got big, when he was a mid-carder at most. Like, he was feuding with Flip Gordon in, in Northeast Wrestling when I knew him. 
and he was just he was he was this he was a greedy dick you know and and we're, i don't know how he is at home but anywhere around I, and you know I, like i said before like i said before suave i even got in a twitter feud with him and he admitted defeat you know and you told me i should have kept my receipts i wish i would have but yeah absolutely he always you, have, he you always, gotta go through your history and find that shit you gotta yeah he always seemed like a spoiled uh self-entitled uh dude that just got everything that he ever wanted and whenever someone said no to him then all hell breaks loose he's living and, a gimmick and and that like, part when, when, and the fact that during his promo he talked about how it was all friends wrestling they're all handed contracts well he was too. G- he was that's too. A, that's a jim Cornette reference too it's like that was on purpose even more of a reason for me to think this is a work but he he was on the the opening match of all in like they he was on all in because he was friends with all of them mm-hmm. he was friends with the bucks and all of them like they brought him along on there and so they did and, and there's also added value because it's on pay-per-view and it's one of those shows that's archived forever it, and, it works in their favor to say that they had him first yeah and, and so it um <laughs> it it literally like the, the thing that rubbed me the wrong way is I've been going back on this for days. I referenced Russell Wilson when like Russell Wilson was making his rookie amount of money while they brought in a veteran quarterback that they just got from Green Bay and paid him millions of dollars. And he was Russell's Matt backup. Flynn. Yes. And he was Russell's backup. And you didn't hear Russell bitching about it. You didn't hear Russell wanting a new contract or all this crap. He worked out his deal. The only athlete in recent history that I've seen that did this and did it successfully was Darrell Revis a few years ago. And he, oh, Revis Island? Yeah. Yeah, he wanted that new deal because other people were making more money and stuff. And the thing is, like, you didn't, you didn't sign up for a favored nations deal where when people came in, you could make what they were. Because when you signed up for AEW contract, when you signed that deal, you were a indie dude that wasn't even a top indie guy. You were an opening match curtain jerker that was maybe mid card at best. And you got a deal that was a life changing amount of money. He got six figures. He got signed to where he could quit his other job and just do this. And he signed for an amount of time and he knew what he was getting into. And now just because he's getting some clout, he's figured out that he's good at this. His character has developed over the last two years big in part in AEW deciding to push him. It was their idea to put him in feuds with the people that he was in feuds with. He was set up by the company. They didn't have to put him with CM Punk. They didn't have to put him with Moxley. They didn't have to put him with any of these big feuds that he had. He was given a favor by giving the spotlight and valuable TV time. But now he's seen people like Mark Henry and Paul White and all the and even like Adam Cole, guys like this who were who were bigger than he ever was at a time. Like they were on featured acts on the biggest wrestling company in the world. They deserve to be making more than him. And and so if he wants more money, sure, get your money. Either renegotiate for more money and get more time added on because that's how business works. Or <coughs> work out your contract. <coughs> show up for work be the best freaking heel in the business like you are making the money that you agreed to make for the amount of years you agreed to make it for you made a commitment to do the work your employee made a commitment to pay you for the work that you're doing for that amount of time so then go get your paid bro it's only 
what, eight, 12, 13 months away? January 2024, 16 months away, whatever. Listen, but listen, they so, am a favor, man. Yeah, so you you touched on a lot of valid points, specifically about the get the extension and the money that you want, right? Because if we're talking about pro sports, Suave, you talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and then it's, it's going to be more prevalent now for this conversation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, if you sign a deal, you know what you sign up for. You can't fault yourself for not knowing what the future looks like. He's been the before people before he was a household name. Mitch Carter or not, best heel in business. Can we agree on that? I'm I'm here for it. Snow, uh, man, I'm not gonna agree. One of the best heels in the business when he okay. was a mid. Per- perfect, perfect. That that's that that works too. That works too. So if you if you sign up for something and you know you have extra time on it and someone wants to have an amicable conversation with you, have the conversation. Don't sit there and complain. But if you mm-hmm. if you do complain, you do have reason to complain if people around you are making more than you, but the, at the same time, no one should know what the other one's making. If everybody's coming in from, nah, nah. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Those days are over. If pe- oh those yeah. Those days are over. If people not knowing what each other make. Yeah, like, that's the, part of the reason that that people can make more money is because they talk about it openly now. Right. No. Yeah. No. The, totally. They started talking amongst themselves about money in the 90s. You know. And then right. And then as as pro wrestling becomes more pro pro sports ish, the numbers that they sign for are going to start to become public. Like when someone signs a big deal, you're gonna you're gonna know the the years and the terms of the contract. It's just where this is trending towards. But let's walk this down. So with the Russell Wilson an- analogy, we do uh, the Green Bay quarterback was Matt Flynn. He was signed to be the guy. They drafted uh, Russell Wilson in the third round. Russell Wilson outperformed the guy that was being paid highly. So that's how he got the starting position ended up winning a Super Bowl in the time that he was on his rookie deal. That's kind of how football works to an extent. But if at any point after that Super Bowl, before the new contract, Russell Wilson said, you know what? I have outperformed the terms of this original agreement. I feel as though it is time to upgrade my financial status. The Seahawks have two choices. One, realize that you you've already won. You you've won the sweepstakes. You have a starting quarterback. He's young, and you've won a Super Bowl. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Like you broke the bank for him because you had already gotten what you came for. Yep. So it means nothing. You're gonna recoup it in jersey sales. When you outperform the terms of a contract. It is in your best interest to negotiate while you're up. Let me so add, let, me, let me add this too. It's also in the best interest of your boss to appreciate the things that you have done and hit your hand if the contract can't be modified. Because let me, let me let me can't be modified. He just doesn't want to. MJF doesn't want more time. So okay. No, 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 no. That's not that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, for instance. Bust your ass until you get congratulations for a job well done. And if you're underpaid, like Tony, Tony Snow, you come on here 
And you and you help Broken Pencil become the number one broken uh, number one pro wrestling podcast infused with hip hop in the in the world because of this episode. And you've never charged us, but he, all of a sudden a bag comes. If I don't hit your hand, you're now MJF for us. But if I hit your hand, we're, we're, you're you're indebted. Like there's there's more added value for you and investing interest for you. To continue to come back to here, you see what I'm saying? Facts. No one, no one has ever, except for, and I'm and I'm using this as an example, not as the rule. Except for WWE's pay per view, uh, when you're actually on the card and, it, and you get the bonus for the pay per view for being on the pay per view card. No one has ever got there, like has been advertised as as saying, my boss gave me a bonus just for showing up for TV weekly. In this case, that little level of appreciation probably could have gone a lot further than where we're at right now. Because all we got out of it now is one of the best promos in wrestling history, and we still don't yeah, know but, what the situation but, is. But you never, you never hear about that. That's a, I've never, like you said, I've never heard of anyone giving a, someone a bonus. Like I've heard yeah. of them giving people time off after they do good shit. So I mean, that's I don't think that. I mean, bonuses for performance is more of a territory era thing like you know you drew yeah. you drew the house or you had the best segment or whatever you might get a little extra in the cookie jar but we're talking about way more money and a way bigger scale but back to your russell russell wilson point he didn't let this last contract expire he quietly he that's the only difference he quietly behind the scenes said you know what i'm not here for a rebuild trade me the seahawks didn't have to do that but what's your alternative now we're in pro wrestling where you can't trade wrestlers back and forth between promotions yet. But he forced his way out of a contract. He didn't he didn't see that contract through to its expiration date and then go walk to Denver as a free agent. But didn't didn't he have uh, a no uh, trade clause in his deal like he had all over that. It, it, he has a no trade clause so he had to waive it for the team he went to which means he is very much involved in being traded this isn't a situation where he just woke up and saw the sports ticker and realized he had been shipped across the country like no he approved this meaning he helped maneuver his way out when you do that you're not air quotes honoring the contract but no one sees a problem with being traded from one place to another with MJF He's obviously outperformed the, the terms of this deal by being the, the number two ratings draw minute by minute or whatever other stats he quoted. You do realize at 26, he is. He is literally the future of your company. Yeah, but don't give him all the praise. Look who he's been in the ring with when he's gotten those draw numbers. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving him all of it. Now, he's been in there with, he's been put in positions to shine. But the yes, thing about that is. Time, he's had everything handed to him at AEW. They've given but, him huge with every great on the roster almost. But, Snow, with that, you still have to show up. You still have to show up and perform because you could have done the Orange Cassidy, gotten a few with Boy. Chris Jericho, and no one remembers it. <laughs> <laughs> you could have pulled, you could have pulled that one or you could have done the, what happened with Darby Allen? Darby Allen main evented a pay-per-view with CM Punk. We just talked about how that shit's gone since then. He I'm showed up for the match, but shit, he ain't been there for shit else, and that ain't really his fault. My my main point with all of this is he's 
pointing all these fingers at he's in my mind he's almost biting the hand that's feeding him bro like mjf if he would have stayed at mlw he wouldn't have been doing all this yeah court would not have been paying him six figures i'm pretty exactly sure. <laughs> and so like it, it, it takes you to tango man like he was given a lot from AEW. They put him in the, a 26-year-old in the ring with their biggest draw right now, CM Punk. You know what I mean? Like, they put this dude in the ring with Moxley. They put this dude in the ring with a lot of good freaking people, man. I, I'm certain CM Punk had something to do with that as well because, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a situation where people do not want to work with him and they're just being... He's being forced down people's throats as far in, into storylines and situations like these people are agreeing to work with mjf and part of it is because they know when they work with him they're going to get an a caliber performance and he's not even saying i'm taking my ball and going home i think he just needs to give more credit to aw man they've given him I, more than that they're not the evil empire like he makes it out to be the, 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 the issue I, is he i feel, think this is a work yeah, I, that, number one. Yeah, start with that, Suave. Now, this now at, at, at this point, now he can say whatever he wants to say because it doesn't matter. He got exactly what he wants. If he doesn't yeah. get what he wants, he doesn't show up for TV. That was so my. Now, so now, every, everybody knows he wants more money. Everybody knows why. So now his part. Sometimes you really do have to stand on the table. Kyler Murray, right now, unfollowed everything Cardinals related took it all off his Instagram because he wants a, a new deal. He wants an extension. And the only power he really has is to say, you know what? I'm going to ride this out and not fuck with you. And it's going to cost you more later. So I, sometimes I, you have to stand on the table because, okay, another example, since we're using NFL quarterbacks, had you paid Dak Prescott after season two, when you realized Tony Romo was not going to be on the team anymore, you would be paying him half of what you're paying now. Half. Uh, but you played the long game, thought he may or may not pan out. And, and lost a season. 40 million a year when you could have paid him 20, 22, 25, maybe even 28. And lost a season. <laughs> and lost a season in the process. I so think, the season he fucked himself off was the one you had to pay him. I think that if this is a work, which I'm thinking more and more now is some more stuff's coming to light. And, and if it is, I applaud Tony Khan for taking chicken shit and making chicken salad. You know, he took a bad situation and turned it into a good storyline. But I, I don't like what started. all. I don't like the position that he was in as an ungrateful little prick in my mind. But um, but that's who, that, that's who he is that, on TV, though. That, so for the that, fans, that's all we need to see. Everything is true to form. He is exactly who we thought he was. Comes as advertised. Dennis and, Green. They and, are who we thought they were. <laughs> the other reason that I'm more and more starting to think it's a work. Um, have you guys noticed who is being mentioned that MJF is being seen with as he's been exiting buildings and traveling around? No. Pad, pad Buck. Thank you, Swab. <laughs> Who's Pat Buck, Wood? <laughs> Pat Buck is an agent who used to work for WWE but joined AEW shortly after saying that he was going to leave WWE to spend more time with his family, which is right after WrestleMania. And when did he join WWE? Right at the end of WrestleMania? AEW, right yep. Right the week, a week after WrestleMania is when he left, right, the, he left right WWE for AEW. This, right before all this MJF stuff started kicking up and he's been seen with MJF, so... 
So Pat Buck would be the last person to sell you on Stanford. Number number one. So okay, here's the part of it that I feel like is a shoot. No, I think Pat Buck is behind the work part of it, and that's what he's doing. He came from WWE. He's like, guys, up here we would have done this with this shit. Let's do this. Like I think Pat Buck is orchestrating. And that's not too far the realm of possibility because Jeremy Borash brought a bunch of Impact TNA shit to WWE production wise. Thank you. Thank you. So I absolutely love that if Pat Buck is involved, and kudos to him. Here's the part about it that I really think is a shoot, and this might be the most overlooked shoot part of it at all of it all mjf used to work in mlw we do know this Mm -hmm. who was there at the same time he was in mlw uh there's a bunch of people the uh jacob fatu was there pat buck was there let me be more specific who actually has ties to stanford even now I was gonna say because yeah, Deuce just mentioned it too. Pat Buck even helped train him. So uh, only person, only person I could think of that was down there was uh, is uh, David Hart Smith. No, Bruce Pritchard. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the head of the head, the head of creative. I didn't know he was ever at MLW. The, the, the yeah, end. He, he the end a, of the him end and Cornette were there at the same time. Yeah, the end of MJF's run uh, with with MLW right as the same as he was doubling at AEW. Bruce was there. Because Cornette was and, Cornette was I, doing commentary, and as much as because this is not the first time MJF has kind of teased the 2024, you know, the great flood of 2024. <laughs> he's mentioned having Bruce Pritchard on speed dial. Exactly. So if you've got Bruce Pritchard's number in real life, and you have communicated with him before either one of you ended up where you're at now in real life. It's not above the realm of possibility that Bruce Pritchard can just text a number to him. This is what you can get here. Just a just a number, dollar sign, comma, that's it. Nothing else needs to be explained, just a number. How about that's this? It. How about this? Oh, fuck it. A dollar sign, a number, and a letter. Let's let's talk about let's talk about uh timing, right? This coming Sunday is the money in the I'm sorry, the uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. For WWE, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the Hell in a Cell Premium Live Event, the PLE. Um, Play, uh, players living extra. You feel me? Now, they've already post promo. AEW has not mentioned the name Maxwell Jacob Friedman or MJF at all. Not one announcer, not one performer has mentioned the name MJF at all. But you know what showed up on my YouTube recommendations this morning? Pipe bomb? MJF's uh, Tough Enough audition from seven years ago that <laughs> posted. Uh, wait, hold, 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 hold on, Tony. You're, you're getting ahead of me. You're, we're, on the, we're in the same car, and, and you're trying to drive, but I got the steering wheel in my hand. Trust me. Tr- no, no, no. No, no, no. You're, you're, I'm not mad at you. Trust well, me. I'm a, I- I'm in the back seat sorting through snacks, so somebody, you know, pa- pass me figure co- it out. Pass me a chocolate chip cookie. I can I can hey, take you home. You gotta, you gotta Here you go, me. sir. Uh, uh, would you like some wrap snacks, snowman? Uh, I'll take a fig Newton or two. <laughs> I don't believe we picked any of those up at Bucky's. He wants some, he wants some natural fiber. All right, oh, so yeah. <laughs> so oh, hey, I'll also take a Nilla wafer. <laughs> 
Wow. This fucking guy. We, <laughs> we went to the gas station, <laughs> not the grocery store. <laughs> All I right. love banana pudding, bro. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, I'll tell you where you get some good some, some good ones in Dallas too. Hey, so anyway, fast forward. Yeah. This coming uh, sa- Sunday or is it Saturday? Is it Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, I lo- I'm losing Sunday. track now. Sunday. It's, it's Sunday, 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 June fifth. Just because I had to, I was on the network earlier today. So it's, Hell in a cell. All right. Yeah. So so ramp, rampage. I can probably tell you won't feature Max. AEW has already removed him from the website. Mm-hmm. He's he's been removed from the roster as well as AEW shop. What a um, better flex for someone who's supposed to be behind the barricade, Max's words, than to send Max to Hell in a Cell. Front row seats. Front row seats. No mention. I'd pay whatever the fuck I could to get a scalper to drop me a row one seat eight seat. Do you understand? I, I, you, know, you, know, you know the seat that he needs to get? Whatever seat West Side Gun buys for AEW events. He needs to be in that seat that Enzo Amore was in dancing on that pay-per-view. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> he needs to either, and that was like, um, that was floor level, probably row four or five. I'll take him in a seat behind the commentary table. Oh, 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 oh. Front row behind Un- the commentary table. You can't miss him. Completely unavoidable. Row one or two behind the commentary table, table, completely unavoidable. You are the star attraction, and they will not, they will not, uh, not put the uh, commentary team on TV. Yeah, put it, put its head right next to Michael Cole. Yeah, in between. Let me sprinkle some more work dust on top of this. And you, you don't can, take anybody off the roster and out of AEW shop unless you fired them. If you have heard nothing about him being fired, fired. this is continually a work. This is the uh, this is like Max said in the, in the promo. This is a he's a generational talent. There's no question. Uh, his mic work is generational. Max. The last time we saw anybody this dope on the microphone, his name was Johnson, and he was gang. Dude, I'm telling you though, like I got some serious Nature Boy Ric Flair uh, vibes when he was screaming on the mic about how he's the best in the world. See, um, like, I, I, you know, like, I can't, like, I can't back it down and elbow drops it. I'm out of here. I, I can't keep listening to, I can't keep listening to people say that they give Flair vibes when Flair was only that good because he had Dusty to go after. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that Hard Times wasn't a dope-ass promo because it was. I'm not saying that Flair gave a bad promo because he, he he never did. But I remember more than the in-ring shit, those segments like you have at the at the TV booth at the uh, at the at the step and repeat where Dusty gave Hard Times. I remember one time they had a strip off. Flair uh, Flair came out there. No, actually, no. It was Tully. Tully came out to act the fool, and then Flair came out to act the fool, and then he stripped. So Dusty came out there with Baby Doll and act the fool and stripped, right in front of Tony Schiavone. It was almost like a rib on Tony Schiavone, more than anything. So Flair Flair had a an, uh, a main antagonist, which brought out the best in him. Yeah. Whereas MJF, MJF is essentially doing a lot of this on his own volition, even though he does have a he has a he has his uh, his antagonist is. Yeah, he's, try, he's trying to turn it into Stone Cold Mr. McMahon again. I, I literally said that last night. MJF I, I is Austin, AEW Austin. 
I look at it differently. Like instead of him beefing with Khan, because Khan is not getting in the ring under any circumstances. No. It. Okay, Snow. I know you know this. You oh, remember see, you remember CM Punk's Ring of Honor Summer of Punk? Of course. Okay, can you summarize what happened during the Summer of Punk? What do you mean where he basically said he was leaving Ring of Honor and going to <laughs> WWE and then even like signed his WWE contract on the Ring of Honor title? Mm. Okay, then we all Okay, we fa- all remember, fast forward all- 20 20 uh, 20 uh, was it 2012? Something yep. like that. So, okay, we know what happened with the Summer of Punk in WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, where he, you know, held Vince up for a contract, and he won the title, and then he said he's leaving with it. And what did he right. do with it the next night? Oh, the same night. Put it in his refrigerator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how do so, we know how do we know this? Because we saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so, now now we're looking at a situation in AEW where Punk is champion him and MJF are one and one. We know the eventual outcome at some point is going to be MJF as world heavyweight champion. What I would like to, to do is formally introduce you guys to the summer of Max. Because what <laughs> I see going on is now that you've you've basically cut his strings loose as far as where he is, where he goes, he's disgruntled. He is a disgruntled employee to the point that they have removed him from the website from the store so air quotes he can't generate any money but he's already well off so i don't know how much that's gonna matter what, during during and then you can let him bounce you can let him bounce around to all these other different places and and spread his rhetoric because he doesn't like AEW. but at the same time he should be trying to sabotage AEW at every possible moment listen until they give him what he wants. What if, what if we find out this was all just an elaborate work because uh, MJF and Tony Khan still are these great friends they were from the beginning. CM Punk is MJF's greatest and most favorite wrestler of all time, so MJF wanted to make his own summer of Punk that culminates with him winning the title from Punk at the end of this year. Man, listen. Hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, dur- during, during the Punk-Max feud, what was Max's whole angle up until the time they actually started? Up until the time that Max started doing Max shit, how much he looked up to Punk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Post, yeah, he getting, was his hero. Showed the picture, all that. Remember? Yeah, post, post, even the even the T-shirt. Post cutting the mic off last night. Guess who came out when the cameras were were on commercial? CM Punk. Punk came out with Punk came out with one shoe on, limping down the ramp. Exactly. So what the fuck is Punk gonna tell him about walking out? The one thing Punk is going to do through all of this is coach Max. Damn. But more importantly, Swab, <laughs> where was Punk's left wrestling boot at? Why are you coming down with one shoe on? Because you've been sitting in gorilla waiting on this since you got out of your match. So you took the Atmos shoe off and the kick pad and just pulled the knee pad down to the shin. So you're going to hobble down to the ring looking like Gangrel with the Hardys. Exactly. <laughs> there is no reason for Punk to come out on an AEW program trying to approach Max for anything other than a fight. That's they it. just had a dog collar match where they bled all over each other. He can't coach me on shit. 
you took your ball and went home a long time ago. If anything, I'm following your blueprint. Matter of fact, you did it once as a work and once as a shoot. Welcome to the summer of Max, and I guarantee you at some point there's going to be a contract involved that gets signed on top of the AEW Pretty Platinum. Uh, let let me give you the card because this we're, we're not going to play you know who ain't going to win it ain't worth it. I'm going to get worthy. I'm going to give you the card for Money in the Bank or sorry for Hell in a Cell. Hold on, before I have one MJF question, I wanted to ask you real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Because uh, this just came to mind. Why? I thought everyone that signed at the beginning of AEW signed three-year deals. Why was Max's deal not coming up until 2024? Why would he sign a five-year? Because they knew what they had, and so did he. And I'm not so sure that he signed at the very beginning. Yeah, he came on at the very beginning. I mean, no, no, he, he he was there at the beginning. I'm not so sure he signed at the beginning is what I'm saying. No, I just I thought that initial uh, that initial crop of signees the first few months all had three year deals. That's why Joey Janelle is gone. That's why Peter Avalon's deal inspired. He's doing any bookings. Like a lot of people are renegotiating. Let's I keep let's keep it a whole thousand. If you're Peter Avalon, nope. Joey Janela. Who who else? Give give me another one that's around that I'm time. I'm saying that to say like Sonny if he had a three year deal. If he had a three year deal. And then he already resigned at some point, didn't he? I'm saying that to say that none of the people you just named who didn't resign or were not resigned, none if you took all of them and smashed them together, they would not equal half of what MJF provides. The Bucks all. though, the Bucks had three year deals. Jericho had a three year deal. The, bu- like all the, the, big- the, the Bucks are also still executives. Jer- Jericho right. Jericho Jer- no Jer- Jericho has a favorite nations clause. He has his own his own pay bracket. <laughs> then there's that. Yeah, I know Jericho had a favored nations clause. Wow. Well, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I don't. I don't know that for sure. For sure, but I do know that he has his own bracket, his and own pay also, bracket. To your point, to your point, Snow from earlier about the WWE guys that came over and their names were more established, so they made more. That is true, but also Tony Khan's got to look at this as like, who is more valuable to me right now? Like, yes, you you de- deserve maybe a higher pay scale because of the na- equity in your name. But once you get here and start contributing and your value doesn't seem to be as high as a guy I'm paying way less, it's just a smart idea to get to him early and give him more money now as opposed to having to give him more money later when yesterday's price is not, not today's, today's price. price. That's the whole thing. That's why I feel like Khan should have been intuitive about that. Approach him super fucking early because what? He's 26. And this goes for a lot of people on on the roster who who probably have deals coming up. Max Caster, Bowens, uh, Darby Allen. Anybody in that bracket of right now? Right now, that as far as a tag team, Max Caster and Bowens have the propensity to be the the tag team version of MJF because they're homegrown talent with the same mic skills and level of work inside the ring to perpetuate such an attitude problem. In fact, I could dare say they could form a faction with Max and come with the exact same energy. 
Dude, Max Caster, did you see that that photo he posted of him flipping off Vince McMahon's yep. star in the wall? Sure did. I saw that. That was a terrible negotiating move. Yeah, like, yeah. You could the, the, the price up. Yeah, that's the worst thing you could possibly do with the situation that Max is doing. I understand that you're like you're teetering on on uh, on face shit right now, and that, like sexuality aside, his mic work is impeccable. Let's uh let let's let's milk that cow for what it's worth. And if you decide that you want to catch attitude when Bowens comes back about your pay, holler at Max for tips. Follow him for more recipes. Literally follow him for more, for more recipes. Don't cut your money off before you get to the table to negotiate, because you can use that number to draw to push the number where you want to be up. I love Anthony Bowens, man. That dude's great. He really is. Like, they're both great. Hey. Khan should be in in Will Hobbs DMs like a basketball wife right now. He need to be tricking on him like a stripper, just throwing money at him because you can't even remotely allow his deal to come up where you you're fighting against enough. Now obviously you have more money than them, but still you don't want to be pouring unnecessary resources uh, on on top of what you gonna owe. You have a young black man who has transformed his body since being on television, who was heralded by a WWE a, a legendary WWE superstar in Hacksaw Butch Reed, who they keep referencing improvement. Who they keep referencing. He's a singles wrestler, he's a tag team specialist who shouldn't be a tag team. He should be a singles specialist. He's a tag team specialist who's also a singles wrestler. He is a and he fits the build. He Ice is, Train Junior is out here fucking around. He's he's baby Big E. Are you fucking kidding me? And and not just with Hobbs. I, you should be tricking on Warlow right now. You need you need a preemptive strike on these contracts. If they're only dealing with three year deals, then you should have been negotiating last week. But if they're on five year deals, or you you know cherry pick you know pick and chose who you wanted to give five and three year deals to. Either way, it's extension time. Yeah, you can't handle this roster the way that things get handled with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the thing I'm most afraid of. WWE because is the Jaguars are horrible about retaining talent. WWE has yet to, to get an influx of uh, displaced uh, AEW wrestlers. They, in fact, they haven't signed one AEW wrestler yet of notice. Whereas WWE in the last year has signed Keith Lee, Shane Strickland, uh, Athena. Like these are three people who are at the top of different cards, whether it be Raw SmackDown or NXT or all three. These folks were at the top of, the, of, of those cards within the last year. I didn't even think about who really who could really be texting Max and there'd be no tampering. If Cody decides to shoot a text to Max like, hey, this is what you can get. This is what I can help you get. It's not even a conflict of interest. At all. <laughs> yeah, I would have I, I I that was in my head from the get-go that Cody's been trying to get him out there. So you think they just signed Cody because he smiles good? <laughs> he, Dude, and, and there's gonna be more. I mean, like I said, these initial three-year deals just went up, and so there's going to be time. They're not going to snatch people. AEW doesn't have anyone right now other than Cody that, as soon as their deal expired, snatching them up would make a splash. 
these is a fifty. This is a fifty million dollar fix. These I take that paper pay per view revenue and look at everybody who is under the age of thirty five on your roster and just start throwing money at them. These are the types of situations. This Max Angle specifically are the types of situations that can literally save an industry. I'm not saying it needs saving, but like WWE is is losing two to three top stars for the entire summer. Dude, do you remember back when AEW first started and WWE was signing their talent to exorbitant deals to keep them from being signed by AEW? That's when they and put in the uh, the pause clause. Yeah, and then like two years into AEW, they WWE was like, "Nah, fuck this," and just started releasing those same people. The first person, yeah. which the first person that happened to, was the person who they in initiated the pause clause for, which was Luke Harper, aka Brody Lee. This is what this is why this is what Khan needs to be doing now. And it's your turn to 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 play chess. And Brody Lee has a a lifetime posthumous contract with AEW simply off the fact that he became a bigger star in one year with AEW than he did in five with WWE. He became a bigger star within the first two months. <laughs> like, no, one, no one would have ever imagined him as a single star that much. I mean, even though he had that short singles run where he was the Intercontinental Champion for a cup of coffee, everyone remembered him as a tag champ with Rowan. And when he got to AEW, they let him shine as a single star. And anyone that says he was anything less than magnificent is just an idiot. And I'm not saying that because he's no longer with this rest in peace, but his singles run in AEW was magnificent. That dog collar match with Cody, like a oh, month he, before. Oh man, he, 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 and, and the fact that he dog walked Cody in a dog collar match. <laughs> Come I on, hate man. the fact that he didn't have more matches in front of an actual crowd. Thank you. Thank you so much. But he's one of the he was one of the driving forces through the pandemic era. Yeah. Yep. That part. So but I also want to make sure people understand this, like with this comparison between AEW's roster and the Jaguars. There was a season where when the Jaguars had drafted um Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, and I think they, they followed up the next year, drafted uh Leonard Fournette, had all of these these first round talents. Went to an AFC Championship game. Didn't win, but it looked like, okay, this team is going to be around for a while. You changed some things in leadership, and all of a sudden you started alienating your stars. You didn't want to pay them. S different situations like that. So you end up cutting Leonard Fournette. You traded Jalen Ramsey. Miles Jack, I think his contract is expired. I'm not sure if he's still there. But now... You played, you basically tanked your way back into the number one pick. You cannot, under any circumstances, afford to apply that logic to your current roster of AEW talent. Male, female, undecided. Pay these people now, and you can always fire them later. I think we're getting to a point... And Suave touched on this earlier. I meant to comment then, but then I got high. Anyway, um, I I think we're getting to a point where pro wrestling deals are going to become public knowledge, like uh, like NFL deals or pro sports. Like you're going to get, you're going to wake up because Sports Illustrated and other sports websites are already covering WWE. So it's going to come to a point where. You wake up and you'll see, hey, the Young Bucks re-signed for four years at eight million a year or whatever. You know, it's coming, man. It's the, literally the, the it's, it's the natural progression. 
like Swaff said yes. it last week that pro it's going to be more pro sports than ever and the fact that at these at the last uh upfronts they were they were trying to sell wrestling as a sport as, as like as sports because it helps the advertising dollars to get to get spent better with pro wrestling dude it, it's featured on bleacher report i mean come on oh what was your heat with bleacher report by the way that fucking app that app is trash Oh my God! So many people had problems trying to watch the pay per view. It was Us so included. bad they censored the chat. They they stopped people from chatting because they knew everybody was coming with smoke. Yeah. So when you're in the mobile app, there's a live chat function for people to you know just you know shoot the shit. So many people talked about how much trouble they were having just logging on to the site to watch the pay per view that they completely disabled chat. It's not on Fight TV anymore. Not in the U.S. Yeah, we we don't have that option. If we had more options, I certainly wouldn't be on Bleacher Report. How about that was how a about shit show. how about this? You pay for it through the app, right? And then when you log back into it the next day, which is the day that is actually live, trying to watch the buy-in, you can't even find the buy-in. I watched the buy-in on YouTube. Yeah, I feel you on that. I watched the buy-in. It was but such wait, a shit show. but wait, we, we haven't heard when when you get to the actual pay-per-view. It still asked me to purchase what I was already paid for. Are you fucking kidding me? I wish I would. I, I tell saw, you, I, I this saw, video I was on, unavailable. I got on there late. I guess it was fixed by the time I got on there. Like the first match I saw live was the um, was the end of the Hardys and Bucks. Yeah, and you had glitches that came through a little bit after that too. It's I just, missed the was, MJF stuff. I missed the, I missed his match. I had to was, watch. That he on was the, out first. Yeah. yeah, I had to watch that on the replay. It was a shit show, and you haven't seen one iota of a of a apology from AEW, from Bleacher Report, from anyone. And like, it's not just a situation that was unique to us. There were a lot seemingly a lot of people even when we were doing a live live thread that we were participating in where people actually in the thread talking with us were having the same problems this i was doing it was things like as little as trying to go full screen and turn it in portrait mode from landscape and the screen going black with no audio as if like it was broke twice i had to i had a power cycle my damn tablet because the app had got my my laptop my tablet stuck now, if you tell me Max was out back was out back in the truck unplugging shit, now cool, make it a work. But when you're spending fifty bucks trying to support the brand and the app, the vehicle by which you consume this content repeatedly fucks you, that's an issue. That's some shit you need to address now, not later. Now. Man, yeah. Or just <laughs> doing it back on Fight TV, too. I mean, come on. Something. Yeah. Go ahead and finalize this shit with, with uh, Discovery and go ahead and get this streaming shit popping. Yeah. What we, you doing yeah, now? We, we got to do something better than that. Like, this, this, I hate to sound like this and I hate to put myself out there like this, but this shit was so bad, I'd almost be willing, be willing to bootleg it and take my chances going forward until they figure out something better. Because Bleacher Report gets a big old fuck you. Dude, they, they just need to do like WWE with Peacock, Discovery Plus, use their fucking network, and bam, done. It, 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 seem, it seems easy it, enough. Or put the shit on HBO Max. Wherever you want to put it, it doesn't matter. Just put it somewhere where it's going to work. 
So, speaking of WWE, before we get up out of here, let me run through these matches real quick. Cody versus Seth, Hell in a Cell, Bianca versus Asuka versus Becky Lynch, Triple Threat for the uh, Raw Women's title, uh, Lashley versus uh, the the Blackster, the Blackster piece, Bobby Lashley versus Omos, or Almost as he calls it, an MVP in a two-on-one uh, handicap match, Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens in a singles match, uh, Theory versus Mustafa Ali in a singles match for the U.S. Championship, and in a six-person mixed tag match, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus Judgment Day. Uh, I thought we were going to have two Hell in a Cell matches. Apparently, we we're just having this one, and we haven't heard we haven't heard one SmackDown match in this bitch yet. Yeah, and we don't have any, we don't have the Tribal Chiefs, so we don't have either world title being defended. Their tag team champions from SmackDown are being defended. So you, not only are we not acknowledging our Tribal Chief and our head of the table, but the gang the gang ain't here. What I think, and, and you know, this may be a stretch, man, but the only the only two matches on this card I care about, I care about them because I've got this crazy storyline that I've come up in my with in my head. You've noticed uh, in the past couple of years the evolution of Seth Rollins' character, and now he's doing the hee <laughs> you know, the weird suits and all this stuff. Yep, he's the Joker. And and Becky Lynch is getting more and more disheveled and had her hair cut and was in the you know all that other weird stuff and shit the Harley Quinn dude there we go I think they both lose and they build towards uh, Seth and Becky being like a Joker and Harley Quinn uh, duo in WWE and that they they go with that angle and I I hope they I'm sorry I do you one better and and I, I really hope I'm wrong in this Maxwell Jacob Friedman has the entire wrestling world talking Who's one person that can get the world talking about wrestling again more than Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Wyndham Rotunda. And there's your surprise for Hell in a Cell. Show BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com. It's at BrokenPistolBC on all things social. So that's at BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 Tony Snow, we appreciate you as always, my man. You, you, you You know you family. You know you family. I love I love it when our discussions get animated and heated. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what family family fight. You know what I'm saying? But regardless, we didn't even fight. We we just, what did we, our, we, what did our no, discussion? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that it happened. I'm just saying like oh. we we we, yeah, we, we we just have that one differing point about when it's time to get out of a contract <laughs> or how you get out. That's it. Either way, whole lot of fucking gang shit. Speaking of like speaking that. of, hold on before we get up out of here. Dante Smiley, JTG, uh, Shane Taylor. I'm sick of you. All three of you. I'm sick of you. <laughs> Y'all, Why? They're gang. Gang shouldn't be fighting gang because at the end of the day, it's still gang. Now I got to make choices. I got I to gotta choose sides for gang. You know the side I'm you choosing? Don't ha- you, you don't have to choose. You just choose the gang. Choosing, I'm choosing oh, gang every oh, time. Oh, fucking hey, gang hey, shit. On, on that note, Wood, tomorrow night, I'm only going to be there a little bit of the show because I have a DJ booking as well. Um, my commentary partners, Walker Stewart and Charles Murphy, will be continuing the show uh, tomorrow night. But the main event at Red River Wrestling tomorrow night is the rematch. Shane Taylor versus Ryan Davidson. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And I'm sure Robert Langdon is going to show up. And if he does some stupid shit, he's bound to see me. Man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Robert Langdon, Robert Langdon, stay in your, stay in your place. And I'm going to stay in mine. I got mine. shamed by KO. 
Dude, someone needs to get that man to stay in his place. He keeps getting hurt, and he's putting himself in those positions. Tony but Snow, stop, you, you know. Stop allowing yourself to be fucked over. Tony Snow, I don't even play a tough guy on TV, so I'm not going to do it on this podcast. But Robert Langdon, I'm going to tell you, you saw what happened to you last time because of Shane. Get out of line again. You, Shane, Shane may have to have some uh, some somebody just take care of his lightweight. It's me. The gang, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> the gang might slide. <laughs> we might we might slide. You see you see black and green is a problem. Uh, Tony Snow, thank you once again, my man. Uh, safe showers this weekend, and make sure that you don't collect too many more bras uh, or or all of them because you're single, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, connect or disconnect. Hey, hey. Disconnect all the ones you want. Hey, dude, it's all love, man, and and all like free I will. Said, like I said, dude, I appreciate you guys so much. You know, I. I love talking wrestling. That was always my dream as a kid was to be a commentator, and now I get to do that twice a month. So anytime I get a chance to talk about wrestling, especially with a couple stand-up guys like y'all who love hip-hop as much as I do, I take that opportunity. So Suave and Wood, thank you so much, my brother. I never thought that I would have the opportunity to to do commentary, but, yeah, coming soon. (laughs) Coming soon. Doors open, my guy. They, Doors they, open. They, they, yeah, yeah, they, they make they make it they making real bad choices out here. Let me let me let me get the active. Text man soon coming. <laughs> yeah, if, buddy. If, if I'm sitting at the commentary table and warning by Notorious B.I.G. starts playing, and and Trey walks through the curtain, man. <laughs> the pleasure's all yours. I promise it is. Suave, you know what happens when you combine the IRS? What happens? It means theirs. Take them to the house. Pencil pushers for Wood, Snow, and Max. Wait a minute. <laughs> Heads up. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I couldn't I couldn't resist. It was just too much. Shout out Max Caster. <laughs> Max Caster, Max Max Friedman, Max Payne. <laughs> Uh, and so man, I read into him at WrestleCon. Man Mountain Rock, Max. Yes, Payne. I was fucking Man Mountain Rock. Yes. <laughs> uh, for all of those people, Naomi, Sasha, and Pat Buck, thanks from the whole studio staff. Pencil pushers, heads up, pencils down.